When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until four, so. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and shows my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Just do it so we can get it out of the way. Just, just, just do it so we can get it out of the way. Let's go, Jayhawks! There you go. I have no defense, <laughs> just like my Sooners. But you knew uh, as I was going to do that, don't you? You knew well, no, I was going to do that. I've prepared myself. I've, I've learned. Now, I've, you guys I've, did a pretty I've, good I've, job against the run. I have to give you credit for that. Bobo, I've learned a little bit, haven't I, Bobo? <laughs> can I Can I do one, too? Yeah, yeah, go uh, ahead. Let's go, Arizona! Oh, wait, they oh. got the ass whipped. Oh. <laughs> See, that's the thing is, is, is I got to take all this, and his team gave up, what, a 50-burger oh. in the oh, first God. half? That was nasty. Oh, my God. Wait, Mike. and I you were on the air during it. I was working the show last night, and every time Ugh. Washington scored a touchdown, you just how did you handle that? A piece of Arnie died. I don't see what's so funny about that. It was I hilarious. Wanna, it was the I, I like, thing ever. I like how Arnie acts offended when <laughs> you know if that was happening. I know Oklahoma still won a game, and they did not look good. But it, I mean, you could not wait to attack. But then you want to act all offended whenever someone brings up. That you gave up. What was the final score last night? Sixty nine. We don't even need the final score. Hey, uh, Arnie, what was the halftime score? Can you tell me that, please? I, I think it was fifty five. Fifty five to what? Uh, one. <laughs> 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 that sounds about right. 
I got to be careful. You know where I am, Arnie? I'm in Nashville. Tonight. Wow. I am in I am in the home of Clay Travis, who you hear every weekday morning here on Fox Sports Radio. I am the in the home of the legendary Bobby Bones. In fact, Bobby Bones, I parked in your parking spot. Nice. And we are rolling here tonight. So we've got you covered. I came to Nashville because, uh, who's our buddy? Sean on Twitter is always telling me about this great Tennessee Titan team. So I had to kind of come investigate him a little bit and then... Uh, lo and behold, they're on the road, and then then that happened today. But we, we've got tons to get to on the show as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate code. He's, uh, quote, he's Arnie Spanier. I'm Chris Plank. Bobo's back in the uh, Fox Sports Radio Studios in L.A. Eric Roberts, our producer. DeSager back on updates after a very intriguing day in the AFC West. And Arnie, we're going to get to college football tonight. We have a ton to get to on what we think the playoff ranks. Rankings might look like whenever they come out again on Tuesday. Short week, big rivalry week. You get Ohio State and Michigan. Can't wait for that game this week. So we got a lot of college football to get to. But was today not one of the greatest examples of this league being a week-to-week league? I mean, some of the final scores today just blow your mind. There are certain teams where we can go ahead and put a little dirt on them. Hello, Arizona. There's other teams where we kind of shake their hand and welcome them back. There's teams that we thought might be playoff contenders that we go ahead and, and send them kind of to, uh, kind of towards uh, the green room for a little bit. Hello, Washington Redskins. And then there's teams that are making statements like the Bears are tonight, Ooh. even though their lead is 22-14 yeah. with 4.03 to go in the game. We'll keep tabs on this as it rolls on, but they almost turned the ball over uh, did Chicago once again. But point being, Arnie, let's start with Dallas. Do we officially welcome back the Cowboys? Is Jason Garrett again that cockroach that survives the nuclear blast that's going to keep his job and somehow rally this team in what's become a very winnable NFC East for Dallas to not only end up in the playoffs, but to win their division with the Alex Smith injury. Do you know everything I said last week? It turned out to be true. You were grilling me going, you don't like the the Cowboys, but you still got them hanging in there to win the division. I said, that's because I'm not sure. I don't think the Redskins are going to continue winning. They're going to go on a losing streak, and that's a bad thing for the Cowboys, which means Jason Garrett's going to be able to keep his job. I told you all that last week, and it's all starting to come true. And guess what? The Cowboys are going to win that division. Not saying they're a good team, though, right? Or you're you're throwing that little asterisk in all of this, aren't you? Not that you're buying into them as anything other than an NFC East contender, but that's going to be enough to keep Jason Garrett around, right? Of course. I mean, if you win the division, if you win the NFC East and you come back after what they've been through, and look, no knock against them. They're they're 5 and 5. They're an 8 and 8 team. Uh, they'll probably go maybe 9 and 7 to win the division and that's exactly what Jason Garrett is, an 8 and 8 coach out there. Don't be surprised. That's that's what everybody calls him. Everybody in in Dallas wants this guy gone. So I don't know if that's the best thing that could happen, but they got the win. They're right in one game, and that sets up a great matchup on Thanksgiving. Does it not, or what? I think the the slate of Thanksgiving games is about as good as we've had. And if I said that again last year, go find the tape. I'll I'll, I'll fess up to it. But you get... Three games involving playoff contenders. You know, in Chicago, just got a gift here from Minnesota. There was a chance the Vikings might get the football back down eight, but a stupid personal foul penalty on Harrison Smith. And again, it only would have been second down, but I mean, he he took a shot at Trubisky late. So you'll get a chance to see the Bears on Thursday at Thanksgiving. But Arnie, getting back to that Cowboys win today over the Falcons, and now especially with the Redskins. uh, yeah, a quarterback Alex going Smith. down. Oh my goodness, what a horrible, 
horrible injury that is. I mean, the, the, the division's there for the the Cowboys for the taking. Yeah, don't look now, but uh, Dallas, when we're talking about the NFC East, is a game behind Washington. They're at five and five. Washington is at six and four. Listen, we'll we'll get to the Eagles and the Falcons. I know the Falcons are in the East, but we'll get to them coming up in just a bit. Hey, lo and behold, Arnie, maybe the team that looked the best today in the NFC East, your New York Giants and Eli Manning, three and seven, only three games out of first place right now. But got Saquon the bar, so that looked a little better. Wait today. a minute, I was about to welcome back them to the divisional race. Don't take that away from me. <laughs> now, I'm not, I won't take it away from you yet. I'll, I'll let you, I'll let you have it for a little bit. I mean, I still believe the Raiders can finish eight and eight, and I'm yeah, sober exactly. tonight. Yeah, yeah. So uh, give but, me, give me, give me another week at least with the Giants. So four and six, three and seven for the third and fourth place teams. But here's Dallas now, just a game out, and they're five and five. And they get Washington on Thursday on a short week yep. with the new quarterback. Washington's yep. got to go out and find a backup quarterback as well, too, beyond Colt McCoy. So I don't know, Arnie. I, I almost feel like that this is a team that for many weeks we've tried to bury. We've listened to the frustration from Bobo, uh, our, our technical director, is a diehard Cowboys fan, so he's been frustrated. But now all of a sudden, with the Lincoln-Riley rumors and the Jason Garrett gone, the trade for Amari Cooper is working out now, and they're giving the ball to Ezekiel Elliott. And here we are spending most of our first seven minutes talking about Dallas and a resurgence. Well, i got to admit, I'm, as much as you say you call this, and I'm not disagreeing with you, I'm shocked by this over the last and, couple of weeks And with the Dallas. only reason we started with that is because if we started with this, it would take over the show, but I'm going to say it anyway. Someone's looking for a quarterback. What better place for a quarterback than the nation's capital than Colin Kaepernick? I mean, what a... What a fit that would be, huh? Going to Washington, playing in Washington. Can you imagine? I mean, geez, and they need one pretty bad. All right, I got to double check who had tweeted that in first. Someone was looking at the under, over, under eight minutes into the show before oh, you would well, mention I, the And I hit it right there it. on eight minutes. How about that? I think that was I think that was the over under. I'll have to double check. Oh yeah, uh, Mike, how many minutes into the show does Arnie talk about Kaepernick going to Washington? Even though the last time he played, Arnie was dating supermodels, beating Kerr one on one with a nice flowing ponytail. I say two minutes. So actually, we hit the over there. I'm yeah. sorry. Uh, how could how could you not though? How is that not a perfect fit for everybody around for a team that needs an emergency quarterback? But see, that could work against them if they need emergency quarterback. Uh, Colin Kaepernick. I don't know. It may take him a while to to get up to speed, so they may have to go with somebody who's you know a, a little bit more uh, ready to play. Yeah, and it's so crazy because you hear these same names rotated over and over. Mark Sanchez, Arnie, was a name that was brought up today as someone that they might bring in for a workout. Uh, how about wait? What's Nathan Peterman, Peterman doing? Right? There? Yeah, was he brought into Indianapolis or someplace? Like, I don't remember where they brought him into. Oh, man. So, uh, tough news today for the Redskins. Not only did they lose the game, but they lost their quarterback in a gruesome injury. And uh, shades of the Joe Theismann injury uh-huh. whenever we were kids. It was just grotesque. We'll get to that coming up in just a bit. But let's stick real quick with this Cowboy-Falcons yeah. game from another perspective, Arnie. What in the hell has happened to Atlanta? I mean, I, I understand injuries play a major part. Right. I get it. You have uh, what, what, you've had a couple changes in the coaching staff. Not a lot. But this is just, I mean, this was an offense that was deemed next level. It was yeah. humming. It was cruising. And now, hey, thank you. Thank you. I, I didn't have to say it. Bobo had it. But it was, it was really bad. Really bad, Arnie. 
I don't know where it's going. I mean, look, it's one thing to take a little bit of a dip, but what they're going through, it's just, uh, you know, it's head scratching. They're uh, even with injuries, they still have a pretty good offense out there. They shouldn't be having a four and six record. This is ridiculous. You shouldn't be losing to the Cowboys at home. You're a much better team. Where's that offense? What's going on with Matt Ryan? I know you don't want to point, you know, all the blame at your quarterback, but. Under 300 yards, you know, you've got Julio Jones there. You've still got him to go ahead and throw the ball to. you got Sanu. You've got weapons around you. What's going on out there? I, you've got to start pointing the finger with Matt Ryan. And I thought a couple of weeks ago, and part of this might have been because I opened my big dumb mouth and picked yep. Atlanta to go to the Super Bowl. Yes, you did. But I, th- I thought they'd won three straight. They, well, I didn't think they had. They had. They had won three straight games after a really ugly loss to Pittsburgh. They beat the Buccaneers. They slid by the Giants. And then they put a pretty good whooping on the Washington Redskins. But then they go to Cleveland and they get beat last week. They lose to the Cowboys today. And, Arnie, their next three games are at New Orleans – Home for the suddenly, I don't know, I don't want to get too carried away on Lamar Jackson. We'll talk about that later. Suddenly resurgent Ravens, and then they go to Green Bay. Those are three, even though I know Green Bay's not playing its best football right now. But, Arnie, they could be four and nine. They're for sure going to be four and seven when they play the Saints next week with the way that thing's humming. But what in the hell is going on in Atlanta right now? It's a tough question to try to answer. You know, and I I want to say something also. Go for it. I'm surprised that you did start with the Cowboys in Atlanta considering the biggest win today put somebody into the Super Bowl. And I thought that's where you were going to start. You you really buried the lead. I hate to scold you on the air. That's fine. Ba- I can take it. You, you buried the lead because the Pittsburgh Steelers, with their win today, just put them in the Super Bowl, meaning they'll beat the Patriots at home, which means they'll get the number one seed, which means this year they'll go to the Super Bowl. You buried the lead. Well, you know, it is kind of shaping up a little bit for maybe a Pittsburgh-New Orleans slash Los Angeles battle in the Super Bowl. I think we'll learn a lot tomorrow night. This is crazy because here we are on a Sunday night, and a majority of the time, the Monday night football game is a conversation we have as we're heading out the door in our final segment. Sunday Monday night football is usually, hey, don't forget tomorrow night, we'll see you next week. But now with the Rams and the Chiefs, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know, Arnie. I dig Kansas City quite a bit, but you're right. I mean, I, no knock on Kansas City because I know as soon as I say anything about Kansas City, they start dogging on the Raiders. Yes, the Raiders stink. You're really good this year. Yeah, does that make you feel better? But you you can't help, and I know it's all different because of Mahomes. Did you know Patrick Mahomes likes ketchup? Did not hear that at all on social media shocking. this week. Yeah, shocking. Oh, but I, I'm actually with you on this one right now, Arnie, because – I love what Kansas City is doing. I'm enjoying watching them play. But you know what? They have sold us short in the playoffs before. They have disappointed when we thought they were the team to beat. We have heard, hey, things are different this year. You just wait till we get to the playoffs. Guess who's consistently been there and consistently got it done? The Kansas ben City yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so in in other words, what you're saying is you were impressed with the Pittsburgh Steelers comeback today I, over the Jaguars? I, oh, it's not that I'm so much impressed with that because it was a good victory, but now they have that, I, I believe, what a half-game lead over the Patriots. They've got the game against the Patriots at home, uh, and other than the Saints game, everything else is pretty much winnable. 
I think now that gives him that. Remember, last year they lost that crazy game, I believe, to the Patriots, which cost them a chance to go to the Super Bowl because they didn't get home field advantage. Now they'll get that home field advantage, and we all know how Tom Brady is on the road when it comes to the playoffs. So you might as well just give the big L there. That, that's how important this game meant for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Big moment in Sunday night football. The Chicago Bears looked like they were going to go for it on fourth and four. Instead of the last moment, Swaggy Nagy changed his mind. And despite the struggles of Cody Park, he gave him an opportunity from 48 and he buried it. So Parkey's three for three tonight. The Bears have a 25-14 lead with 248 left in the game. We'll keep tabs on that. And when we come back, Arnie... There might be a team that deserves the tag, the hottest team in the NFL, and nobody's talking about it. We'll get to it next with Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio. Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio. One team's not getting the love they deserve. We'll talk about it in mere moments. Kansas. Oh, As my we're God, brought I'm to sorry. you by Discover Card, we treat you like you'd treat you. That's Discover. I love you, Discover Card, even though Arnie... I, I mean, I'm so funny. I am so funny. It's... It's frustrating. What yeah. can you do? Well, it's only been Tackle six years someone. you and I have been doing the show together, so get used to it. I don't know. Oh, I don't mean you being frustrating. No. I mean just frustrating in general when you can't tackle. I mean, you know what it's like. You watched that Arizona-Washington State game last ah. night, right? Give me some defensive lessons. What can we do? <laughs> uh, get out of the right, Big so, 12 where everybody yeah. doesn't play defense. Well, are you trying to flex your muscles in the Pac-12? No, that's why. Cal plays be, defense. I think you like should have def- three conferences. The Power Four. And then just Power combine the Big 12, the Pac-12? You know, I you oh made the God. biggest mistake of your life. I told you years ago when all this was going on that Texas and Oklahoma should have come over to the Pac-12. What a mistake you guys made back then when you didn't have – you had your chance and you blew it. Are, are you are you being serious right now? Or are you are you doing a bit? Because from a football side of things, that would be disastrous. How's that Pac-12 network going? How's that money coming oh, about from as your good TV as the Longhorn, deal? About as good as the Longhorn network. What are you talking about, Chris? Bro, your Pac-12 network is about to be defunct. It's not even getting clearance on the direct TV. The Big 12 has surpassed you in income with like half the teams. Why don't you? You know what? Utah State might be more your speed. Go get wow, my man, wow. Matt Wells. He could probably. He might win that conference. You might win that are conference you, going away. That might be of, better for you. Are you making fun of Colorado and Utah? Yes, very much so right well, now. Wow. By the way, Colorado just fired their coach. Hell, Kansas has already hired Les Miles. I think Les Miles might have been coaching on Saturday. That could have been the difference. Yeah. Uh, so the, the Minnesota Vikings have just scored to ruin most people with Chicago as a fantasy football defense right now. They'll try for the two-point conversion here, though. They'll need an onside kick and a little bit of desperation if they're going to knock this thing up and end up in overtime. And uh, they'll need more than that. They'll need a touchdown because the Bears break up the two-point conversion. So onside kick time in Sunday night football. Yeah. Chicago leading Minnesota 25-20. Arnie, I'll say this much. That's a damn impressive performance tonight by the Bears. They're going to hold on and win this thing most likely. But they're going to improve to 7-3 and on the season. They've won, uh, they went 1-1 with Khalil Mack, not 100 now he's back 100%, as you can tell by tonight. This defense looks dominating. Uh, the weather at Soldier Field's going to be a difference this year, and they're starting to put together enough offense to get things done. Remember when we were uh, at the beginning of the season or in the preseason, we did the who's going to go from worst to first, and we got yeah. to the Bears like, oh, no, not the Bears. I don't believe in Mitch Trubisky. No, no way. That's not happening. They're, they're not going worse to first. That's what I can guarantee you is not going to happen, I think is what I said. 
Yeah, well, but then again, though, too, that was before they made the move with Khalil Mack and before you really, truly grasped just how good of a defensive coordinator, I think for many, that Vic Fangio is because he's done an incredible job with this defense right now. Okay, Arnie, I'm going to probably dig a little bit, and uh, this might be one of those moments where you want to fire me for the direction I want to go, having a conversation about a team, but... um, The hottest team in the NFL right now might just be the Indianapolis Colts, who won their fourth straight game, which puts them at 5-5 and now. They're still two back of the division. But, I mean, with everything that had seemed to be going right for the Tennessee Titans, they went out and throttled them today. They beat Jacksonville the week before. We all know the Raiders are going to finish 8-8 and now. They beat them three weeks ago. This is really starting to click a little bit for Frank Reich and Andrew Luck. I don't want to get too carried away here, but, Arnie, they might be one of the hottest teams in the NFL right now. Andrew Luck played as well as any quarterback in the NFL, and that includes Patrick Mahomes today. Uh, three touchdowns, no interceptions, a quarterback rating of 143, and you're like, well, Mahomes has done that. Yeah, well, try doing it with the weapons that he has in Indianapolis. You know, no uh, uh, disrespect to T.Y. Hilton and Marlon Mack, but, you know, not quite the weapons they have in Kansas City. So Andrew Luck doing it with smoke and mirrors. I remember getting on him when they had to replace him with Jacoby Brissett to throw the ball into the end zone from the 50-yard line. It's, (laughs) It's a completely different team. Unbelievable. By the way, the Bears just recovered the onside kick. They'll run the clock out. They'll finish uh, off the Minnesota Vikings tonight. Vikings now fall to 5-4-1. Now, they're a couple games back in the division. Bears at 7-3 looking pretty good uh, in the NFC North right now. Wow, what a story for Mitch Trubisky. I was going to say, by the way, you know, there is a uh, pretty decent chance I might not be here next week. Oh yeah, why is that? What's I, what's next week? Oh, I I am in full disclosure, I am I'm applying for a job. Oh yeah? Yes. Are you going to share with us or do we have to go look on your No, oh, well, gosh. I, I I saw a job opening and I, you know, I, I thought it was way above my head, but I guess it doesn't really require much experience. So I'm I'm going to apply for the head coaching job with the Cleveland Browns. I I mean if they're <laughs> going to consider Condoleezza Rice does she have experience? Does she have coaching experience, Chris? Did I miss something? Did does she has no. she coached before? No, she has no? not. Okay, so uh, I'm, I'm going to play for that job too. Then, um, and you know what? I've coached actually Pee Wee football, <laughs> so I I think I've got more experience than her, don't I? Did you notice there were two very interesting things that happened this morning? <laughs> Listen, I'm sorry, Colts fan. Uh, we'll circle back in just a bit. I, I wanted to go through their schedule, but let, let let's hit this now before Desager slides in. Yes. There were two interesting things that happened this morning. Number one was that big story that Adam Schefter broke that the Browns were considering Condoleezza Rice for their head coaching vacancy. And I think George W. was going to be the assistant coach, but I don't know for a fact. Rumors, rumors, rumors. And then the second story from Schefter, which, by the way, the first one when it came out, I know I wasn't the only one that had to double-check to see if it wasn't like Adam Schefter or Adam (laughs) Schefter, you know, one of the fake accounts that everyone falls for. Because you know know everyone thought it was fake. And then well, the she second does have story, some experience. She was a, a pollster for the uh, college football playoff. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And then the second second story that came out was Jalen Ramsey yes. being available for trade. Now, I, I bring up both of these stories because I thought something unique happened this morning that doesn't happen very often, Arnie. As soon as these stories came out, both the Browns and the Jaguars, both the the topics of these rumors, sent out statements saying. No, 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 that's not true. 
That could not be further from the truth. And I thought the, what John Dorsey said was very eloquently written. Hey, we respect Condoleezza Rice, but in no way is she being considered. And I don't think he said in no way, but you kind of get where I go. The Jaguars came out immediately and said, yeah, we're not, we're not dealing Jalen Ramsey. So I ask you, King Cynic of yes. Fox Sports Radio, yes. did that lead you to believe that, okay, this was a little bit maybe overstepping the ledge, if you will, by Adam Schefter and had a couple of sources and got a little carried away and the knee-jerk reaction is to deny, deny, deny. I mean, what, what did you make of the quick retort from both of these, I guess you could say, topics of rumors? I think there's more truth to the Jacksonville trade than I do to think that Condoleezza Rice is going to be the, the new head coach. You know, all I kept I kept thinking about is, okay, I – I, I guess anybody could be a coach now if you don't have head coaching experience. But if I was going to pick one, I'm thinking the, the trade more likely to be happening. But as you brought, you brought up, there's got to be some truth to both of them because otherwise you wouldn't have to bring up the full-fledged denial so immediately uh, like both uh, entities did. And, and that does make you scratch your head a little bit, Chris. Uh, Condoleezza Rice, by the way, did release a statement Oh, oh. Uh, or earlier today. Did you see this? I, no, I no, missed I, this. I can't wait. She's like... Um, I fully uh, want to be the head coach of the Cleveland Browns. I know a lot about the offensive situation. I'd be a good offensive coordinator. I, I can't wait to hear. Uh, she said, I love my Browns, and I know they will hire an experienced coach to take us to the la- next level. Oh. On a more serious note, I do hope that the NFL will start to bring women into the coaching profession as position coaches and eventually coordinators and head coaches. One doesn't have to play the game to understand it and motivate players. Wow! But experience counts, and it's time to develop a pool of experienced women's coaches. By the way... I'm not ready to coach, but I would like to call a play or two next season if the Browns need ideas, and at no time will I call for a prevent defense. You know what? I don't see a problem. I think maybe we should, uh, you know, it should be like phone a friend or uh, who wants to be a millionaire. I think you should sit in the stands, and we all have electronic numbers, and the fans get to pick the play then. How about that? (laughs) If Condoleezza Rice wants to call a play. By the way, do do you agree with her that you don't need to uh, play the game to coach the game? Uh, yeah, I'm on like eight years straight of winning a championship in Madden right now, so I don't know what's so hard about this coaching thing. You just run the out and up, wait for that safety to bite, throw the deep ball over his head. No, I can you I, imagine? Listen, I, I, all I kept thinking, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I, all I kept no, thinking ahead. was Condoleezza Rice on the sideline, Cleveland wins over the Raiders, and Gruden just no. going away really upset. It would happen. Hey, I'm celebrating two and eight right now. I'm celebrating a win over Arizona, where offensive football was set back a year. But no, I, you know, Arnie, I think that's a great debate. I, th- I feel like you do. I mean, come on. I, I just don't think you can come in cold turkey and say, "Listen, I've been around the game." And she, I, listen, I'm not doubting how much she knows about football, but I just feel there's this other level. I mean, it has to be, or all of us would be doing it, right? There has to be this other level to motivation, to understanding X and O's, to know when you need to make a certain schematic change or when you may need to make an adjustment on coverage or when you need to make a personnel adjustment. I get it, you have coordinators, but Arnie, there's a head coach that oversees all of that. So yes, I I think it's a little bit crazy to say you're just going to plop someone into a head coaching role that's never coached at all and boom, they're going to be the guy. And by the way, what kind of head coach is she going to be? Is she going to make faces like Chucky on the sideline? Is she is she going to scream at the quarterback when he comes off? And Is she going to take her clipboard and, and throw it on the ground and do some yelling yeah. and stuff like that, or what? I'd be all about that, Arnie. I think that'd be good. This becomes a big story. We'll talk about it more tonight from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. But everything is a final, I believe. Steve DeSager is in the house with this latest news. Good afternoon. What's up, Steve? And, uh, yeah, it's... 
can't be underestimated, baseball especially, but I think all pro sports, how much dealing with people is part of the job. It's not just Very true. like we see the sabermetric oh, people going into baseball geez. front offices. That's not the same as being a manager and doing what Giorgiori did so well and actually managing personalities. Although... With the names that you mentioned, the political folks, maybe maybe yeah. down the line getting interviews, maybe the Browns can interview Dick Cheney and yep. offensive coordinator or something. Yeah, Although, there you go. when he goes to the shotgun, that may mean something different with, wow. with Dick Cheney. Wow. <laughs> well played, DeSager. <laughs> Chicago Bears won their fourth straight, 25-20 over Minnesota. Eric Kendricks did have 12 solo tackles in the loss. Bears play again Thursday on Thanksgiving at Detroit. New Orleans won a ninth straight game, 48-7 over Philadelphia Saints with nearly 550 yards of offense, Eagles with under 200. Denver on a field goal final play beat the Chargers in L.A. 23-22. Oakland on a field goal final play won at Arizona 23-21. Dallas with a field goal final play won at Atlanta 22-19. Pittsburgh came back to win at Jacksonville 20-16. Six straight wins for the Steelers, six straight losses for Jacksonville. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car so visit true car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience are you sneering at our sponsor what's going on in the no background? i'm sorry i keep seeing that that replay of alex smith and they just showed it i legit oh, just well, that turned. does get a reaction oh, yes that I'm, I, I apologize i love all our sponsors but i, I even tried to turn the mic off i thought i had turned it off but yeah not in, in the loss in dc houston 23 21 redskins quarterback alex smith broke two bones in his leg had surgery already redskins at dallas thursday on thanksgiving on fox tv colorado fired coach Mike McIntyre. Kansas announced the hiring of Les Miles as coach. The top six stayed the same in the new college football polls. Washington State is number seven. Joey Logano won NASCAR's season championship. College hoops, there was a top 25 matchup tonight with Virginia Tech going to 4-0, beating number 23 Purdue 89-83. And among the NBA games, the Lakers won 113-97 as LeBron James back in Miami Scored 51 points Woo. in 38 minutes of work, guys. Wow. All right, good stuff, DeSager. Yeah, I, I, I don't know why I keep – I know the play is coming, Arnie, from that Washington-Houston game. But yet, for some reason, I always find myself staring right at the leg, which – you don't realize on the initial hit what had happened. Right. But, but then you can as see soon it when as, he's lying down, you can oh. see it. Oh, my gosh. As soon as he rolled over, my goodness. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? Well, it means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. So, uh, topics we've touched on so far tonight. The Bears winning Sunday Night Football. We have buried the Falcons. We have resuscitated the Dallas Cowboys. I don't know. Were you with me on Indianapolis potentially making a little playoff run here, or we just kind of left that one lie? I don't think they're going to because be we got a, into Condi. I, I don't, yeah, I don't think they're going to be like a wild card. Maybe, may, maybe make a run at the division, but uh, with okay. the Texans winning today, that certainly doesn't help. Here's their next three games. Boy, I love looking ahead, especially now that we have, even though today is an amazing example of this being a week-to-week league, that is my benchmark take. It's my token take. It's all I will tell you every chance I get. Everything you think you know in week six is dumb by week seven. Everything you think you know by week eight is dumb by week nine. It's crazy. We tried to bury the Steelers earlier this year, Arnie, and now they've won six in a row. And Oh, yeah, they're going to the Super Bowl, right? We've finished, done, sealed. But here's what's up for the Colts. You don't understand, Chris. 
Yes, what happened last year when they choked away the game to the Patriots cost them that home field, which gave the Patriots the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, think twice now because now they'll get home field because they'll beat the Patriots this time around, and that's going to give them a, you know, a little bit of breathing room when it comes to getting that number one seed. Here's the Colts. They have the Dolphins next week. Then they go to Jacksonville and go to Houston in back-to-back weeks. So three winnable games right there before back-to-back NFC East foes. So, I mean, you never know. They've got an opportunity. They're they're facing, the, I don't know, are we considering the Dolphins to be a playoff caliber team or no? Right they're now, tied for the last spot right now. Don't take that away from me. Hold on here. Uh, I'm gonna oh, just you don't make believe sure me. They're tied with five no, other no, no. teams. You get so mad at me when I'll try to talk playoffs in week seven, but now that we're on to week uh, week eleven, you might actually let me do it without getting mad at me. Yeah. Here's what the uh, here's what the madness of the playoff standings look like right now in the AFC, especially too. By the way, with what happened with the uh, Los Angeles Chargers right. losing yeah. today, oh my goodness! You now have two teams tied at five and five. Uh, I'm sorry, no five four teams. teams. Is it five? It is five yeah. teams. Do you have the, the math, Ravens, boy. Dolphins. Yeah. Somehow the Seahawks are in here in my list. The Ravens, Dolphins, Bengals, Colts, and Titans yes. are all tied at five and five for what would be the sixth and final playoff spot in the AFC. So there you go. You're right, Arnie. Your Dolphins are very much alive, and so are the Indianapolis Colts for that matter. I know people but- are starting to send us stuff, uh, starting to tweet us going, "What do you? What about the Kansas City Chiefs?" I'm like. What about him? You're losing the first round at home like you always do. So pipe down. Well, and again, it's it's one of those to where it's a it's a great story, man. Everything about Patrick Mahomes has been awesome. You know, it's just we we got to see it in the playoffs, and that's not a knock on him. Maybe a bit of a knock on the organization. Maybe a little shot at Andy Reid. Take it how you want. But Arnie. We got to see it in the playoffs. We've been here, done this before with this team. We've crowned them only to have them crush everybody. I mean, come on, man. We've we've learned our lesson to a certain extent. And when they make their run, guys like our buddy Robin KC can pull the old told you so, right? <laughs> They're going to make their run. Didn't we say that last year? Didn't we? I say think we that? said it every year. Yeah, we say it every year. And then I'm sitting here, you know, just shaking my head going, how did they lose at home again? Well, this year they're going to have the number one seed, uh, which means Pittsburgh will have the two seed. And we'll see who ends up uh, winning when they play each other for the AFC Championship. Well, I will say this much. Um, We're going to get a lot of time before we get out of here, Arnie, speaking of the Chiefs, to talk about this Monday night football game. And it was a wild week in the NFL and trying to figure out where they were going to play that game to begin with. But always kind of fun whenever you have a Monday night football game worth looking forward to. By the way, a couple of good tweets as far as the Condoleezza Rice comments were concerned. (laughs) At KingDavid142 hit us up. Of course, you can get involved on Twitter. That's where we like to interact with you. Uh, Arnie is at StinkingGenius1. I'm at Plank Show, and of course, everybody should be following at Fox Sports Radio. David writes, Condoleezza Rice as a coach? If it happens, want to remind you of that old HBO show, First and Ten? Oh, what was the movie with Goldie Hawn? Wildcats. Wildcats, whenever she took over as a head coach. What about uh, Eddie? What Eddie say? No, oh, Condoleezza Rice. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm saying uh, the head coach of the New York Knicks was Goldie Hawn. Uh, not Goldie Hawn was um, 
Go, uh, yes, yes, Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Arnie. Goldberg, Eddie, remember that? Remember that movie? Uh, here's one from Eddie, as you just brought up. Condoleezza Rice for head coach of the Browns. Colin Powell for defensive coordinator. They'll stay there for eight years and mock whoever takes over after that. Ah, uh, some politics, I see you. And Paul, our buddy with the Bills Mafia, writes, Rice was secretary, uh, secretary of state. She has willingly been to some of the most decrepit third world places in the world. She would be a perfect fit for Cleveland. Wow. Wow. Ouch. Ouch. That's a little bit of a low blow tonight, Paul, but well done. And then my man John wanted to make sure that we spend the next two hours and 20 minutes of this show talking nothing but King James and the Lakers after LeBron dropped 51 tonight. My Lakers. Your Lakers. All right, when we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, we'll move past the Condoleezza Rice rumor and we'll dive into some other things we learned this week in the NFL. And then we'll kick off the second hour of the show with our – now, I consider our show to be the official rankings, Arnie. You can have these four-team playoff rankings all you want, but our – the Arnie and Plank official four-team playoff rankings coming up here yes. with Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, it's Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio. I'm watching the highlights from the Jaguars Steelers game. Jeez, boy, was that was that game a hot mess? I oh mean, there, my there's goodness. really there's really no other way to describe it. As we're brought to you by Discover, become a new card member and Discover card will match all the cash back you've earned dollar for dollar at the end of the first year. Learn more at discover.com slash match limitations apply. I mean, again, dramatic. It's everything you want in an NFL game. Oh, it was great. Oh, just some some of the officiating through that bad boy. Holy smokes. I thought there was some stupidity because Ben Roethlisberger um, had it first down like 22 seconds and he spiked it with a timeout left. I'm like, what are you doing? What are you wasting the down for? You could run it and then call timeout. I wasn't quite sure. I, I mean, time manager. And you know what? What's his face? Tomlin always has a problem with time management with those guys. Tomlin's from that Andy Reid school of time management oh. where they tend to struggle with it. I still can't believe James Conner dropped that touchdown pass oh, down my the sidelines. But still, uh, despite the poor clock management, the Steelers get a break late on a pass interference call and win. That's that's two potential game-clinching plays in the NFL today. I may be missing one in the in the Falcons-Cowboys game, but the face mask in the Steelers-Jaguars game on the interception would have ended it and given Jacksonville the win. And then the, the Arizona Cardinals, I know nobody oh cares about this goodness, game but me, yeah. but the Arizona Cardinals had about a 55-yard touchdown run by David Johnson that was called back on a hold I by Jermaine that. Gresham. Jermaine Gresham, the former Sooner. Uh, and yeah, man, lo and behold, the Raiders end up winning the game. But with that said, Arnie, I think I've ignored Twitter long enough for tonight, don't you? So let's get after it. At Plank Show, at Stinkin' Genius One, beyond all of your uh, wildness on the Condoleezza Rice story. I like this from <laughs> Eddie. Eddie writes, Jason Garrett is more like the Jason from the Halloween movies than a roach. Amazing how he keeps hanging in there. Thought he would be gone by now. Yeah, every time you think he's dead, there's a sequel that comes up. How does he do it, Arnie? He does it because Jerry's waiting for that one magical year because he knows he's getting up there in age. And he's probably going to say to himself now, okay, uh, if we can't win the division in one of the worst years the NFC East has been, then we're never going to win it. we got to make a move now. He's got to win this division uh, to keep his job. Yeah, I mean, it's it's amazing. And maybe, I don't know, I, I guess I have to educate myself more on this. 
But how much do you think behind the scene conversations are taking place right now? Is is Jerry, if his, let's just, I'm going to say Lincoln Riley, but let's say hypothetically his number one target is Lincoln Riley. Do you think they floated feelers out there to his people to say, hey, they'd be interested in you. Would you be interested in them? Do you think that process could have already started or no? I would think so. I mean, you have to do yeah. your due diligence. I mean, you only run a company that's worth billions of dollars. Why wouldn't you go ahead and put out some feelers? You know, uh, he said what? Or, you know, you get a guy that says, uh, find out if he's interested. You better believe they've done that. Right. So I guess my point is, if you find out that maybe a couple of people that you might be enamored with aren't interested, then what do you just do? Root like hell that you can get back to the playoffs so you can justify keeping them around? Because, I don't know, I, we hear it a lot about Mike McCarthy and the right. issues right now in Green Bay. I was about to say that because if yeah. you're not doing it, the Green Bay Packers are doing it. I promise you that. You hear a lot about John Harbaugh at Baltimore. Yep, though they're doing I, it too. I don't know if maybe the emergence of Lamar Jackson, though, again, let, let's be honest, he – I know we'll get carried away with some of the running plays that he made, but he didn't have an overall great game today. They won the game. That's what's most important. But with that said, you've got two pretty marquee vacancies, Arnie, that uh, – and, and I know Baltimore's not this amazing – to me, I think it's a good franchise, but I know some won't – it's not in the category of the Cowboys. But you will have Baltimore and Dallas out there, or, or Baltimore and Green Bay. If you're Dallas, you, you want to get your guy, you got to go do it, right? I guarantee you, as we're here tonight – Josh Uh McDaniels will be head coach of one of those three teams. More likely Green Bay, but I didn't know Green Bay was a, uh, well, not really a starter job, but, um, you know, he's already failed twice. So I didn't know Green Bay is a place where you could fail a couple of times and still get a third job, but I got a feeling he's going to end up there. By the way, if you're looking for a head coach and Mike McCarthy and John Harbaugh are out there, and let's say you're in the New York Jets, I mean, you're basically doing everything you can to try to make a move for one of those guys early, right? I mean, it isn't aren't those two marquee guys or am I putting too much on their past as opposed to what's going on right now in Mike McCarthy and in John Harbaugh? I think people want to go young. I think they want to, you know, you, you don't want to go ahead and start dating somebody that just got through a breakup because you don't know if they're dating you on the rebound. Not so sure that's the best thing to go ahead and get somebody who's just been fired like that. I, I think I want to kind of get young. Yeah, uh, and by the way, Paul brings this up. Gosh, I I love this topic. I really do, Arnie. In fact, it's one of my favorite things. Uh, even though I hate the end of the NFL season and I hate anyone losing their job, but I love the coaching carousel. And it, it's kind of morbid, right? When you say you love something that involves people losing their jobs, but I love team building. I love watching how you get leadership in place, and I'll be very intrigued to see where they fall in the coaching depth chart, if you will, if there's some vacancies out there. There's a lot of good stuff on Twitter. Eddie, good stuff. We'll dive into Paul and, and TJ sitting here taking shots at Arizona. I'm sure a shot's coming at me with the Oklahoma Sooners. But we'll get to all your tweets coming. And, and check in right now. If you're sitting in New York, Arnie, if you're a Jets fan, if you're a Dallas Cowboys fan right now, even though you won today, uh, there's probably not a change coming in Oakland because Gruden has a 10-year contract. But if you're in Denver, even though they won today, do you get more excited about saying, uh, I don't know, I'm going to make a run at one of these younger coaches, or do you get more excited about a John Harbaugh or a Mike McCarthy and some of the past success that they've had? Hit us up, let us know. By the way, of all these vacancies, you know what we haven't talked about? What? Cleveland. Well, I guess in a roundabout way, we did talk about Cleveland with Condoleezza right. Rice. I mean, oh, right. She's not getting the job. Now. By the way, does, does Adam Schefter have to be held responsible for a report like that or what? 
That's that's why this is so intriguing because Shefty's not usually a throw it off the wall and see if it sticks kind of a guy. Right. You know, there's a handful of people out there that when they say something, Schefter, Jake Laser, obviously, I think, I think Ian Rappaport is kind of in that level now too, to where they say it and you're like, okay, this thing has been sourced. That's one, and the Jalen Ramsey one that got shot down so quick, you can't help but wonder what exactly was going on there. Let's get into that next hour, shall we, Arnie? Plus, our 14 playoff poll is next with Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, yes. Let's talk college football in mere moments. It's Arnie and Plank coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15%. Or more on car insurance. I am live in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios here in beautiful Nashville, Tennessee. Arnie, I Why last are you came there? Here. You never said that. Why are you vacationing there? What are you there for? I wish I could vacation here. I want to spend about a week here. This area is unreal. I came down here last time in 2001. Wow. My and wife I came, was I, there. Yeah, she loves it. Get, I get this. I get this. I did this to cover, get this, Arnie. Bill Self and the University of Tulsa in the NCAA tournament when they beat the Cincinnati Bearcats whenever Kenyon Martin broke his leg in the tournament and they dropped down a seed and then Tulsa beat him. I think T went to the Elite Eight that year. Almost the Final Four, North Carolina ended up going. But I came here 17 years ago and I bragged. I told everyone, this is a great town. you got to come here and check it out. And I haven't been back since. And and we came back. We're traveling to um, – my whole family's going with me to Morgantown this weekend for the OU West Virginia oh, game there on you Friday go. night. Yeah. So we, we I wanted to stop back through, and I said, you guys, you're going to love Nashville. It's kind of got that uh, big time but small community feel, and, and I was blown away. This is, this is a whole new city, man, from what most cities are that grow and add, say, hockey and the NFL, even though they had both here in 17 years. This is incredible, the growth of this city. So I'm pumped to be here. Arnie, of course – is in his Vermont studios. But yeah, Arnie, we are my wife I guess has family in Washington DC that I had no idea about. And with the Sooners with the Sooners That's the best playing way to know your relatives, you know? I guess so, right? With the Sooners playing on Friday night and I didn't want to be I have three I have two beautiful young baby girls and I have a son who's who's growing up he's already 15 I didn't want to be away from him on Thanksgiving so she said let's just go to DC it's a short drive to Morgantown you'll be able to go up there on game day so Arnie get this we packed myself and my wife oh. my three kids ages oh. 4 10 and 15 oh my and goodness some, and somehow I'm not done yet somehow my 70 year old great aunt ended up on the road trip with us. So I have oh, all no, six of no us. Oh, no, great aunt. No room for you. Packed up in a car, traveling cross-country with a little uh, layover here in uh, in Nashville on our way to Washington, D.C. Now, let's get after it, shall we? Enough about me. Let's yeah. talk about football. We'll get back to the NFL coming up here in just a bit. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm very much a homer, so I sometimes have to check myself. But Arnie, I truly am intrigued to see if this Tuesday is the Tuesday where the Sooners pay for their defense. If this Tuesday is the Tuesday where UCF gets the respect they deserve. If this Tuesday is the Tuesday that Ohio State pays for playing in so many close games. Speaking of bad defenses. Oh wow. So with that said. When the four-team playoff rankings come out on Tuesday, before we get to what we think, do you think there'll be any change, or will it pretty much stay the same in that top six or seven? I think for the most part it's going to stay the same, though the numbers may be a little bit closer. I don't know the numbers off the top of my head. Alabama, and you haven't brought this up, Chris, 
10-10 tie and almost yeah. was down 13-10 in the second half. Embarrassing. Um, only reason maybe we don't drop them is because Clemson struggled in the first half against Duke. So it's not like we drop Alabama anyway. They still won 50-17, to but really showed them, uh, showed everybody how average they were with the Citadel. That That's what you get, Chris, when you schedule cream puffs like the Citadel. That's what you get, a real tough game. What do you think Nick Saban said at halftime to his what? team? Wait, what are you talking about? They put like 60 on him. What do you mean tough game? Oh, Games don't now. end at halftime. You you people blow my mind. It was 10-10 at the half. They won it like 52 to 10. So, 50 to yeah. 17. And the fact uh, that it was 10-10 at the half should drop you out of the top 25 just for that alone. <laughs> yeah, drop the most just dominant team in college football. So, I mean, so look, in other words, you don't think still going to be number one. Clemson's still going to be number two. And I think Notre Dame has solidified themselves at number three. Um, I certainly think Michigan's going to be four, but that wasn't an impressive victory uh, no. against Indiana. And then after that, it's going to be anybody's guess. Will Oklahoma be number five? What about? Well, it's probably going to be Georgia, then Oklahoma. I don't think UCF is going to jump up a whole heck of a lot because of the victory against Cincinnati. Uh, yeah, you know it's it's interesting because. That game probably for UCF got more coverage than anything they've had before. I don't know if it gives them as much respect as they probably deserve because I had a, I went back and watched a lot of that game last night, Arnie. I'm I'm really impressed with uh, with Josh Heupel's crew, man. I think they're really doing some incredible things at UCF. I don't know if they're going to get enough love to be knocking on the door of the four team playoff. But I'll say this much, they, they've caught some people's attention, and understandably so. They're making a case for the non-Power 5 teams. I just don't know if they – I mean, first of all, they better jump ahead of LSU, right? I mean, they better jump ahead of a two-loss team, right? Right? Maybe? Um, it's going to be close. It's going to be right there. There's, see, the problem is that there's not 25 good teams. So when you beat Cincinnati, are you really beating a top team? Heck, Army! is in the top 25. <laughs> By the way, uh, UCF getting away without playing that North Carolina game, which was probably one of the games we thought that they could lose there. Very so. true. Very true. E- even though North Carolina's had its bottom fall out earlier, who knows uh, what could have happened on that front. Okay, so take out the four-team playoff, Arnie Spanier. Take out any, uh, well, I guess maybe to a certain degree, what you might consider to be unnecessary, like FPI rankings and resume rankings and all that stuff. You're in charge. Arnie Spanier taking over as the head of the four-team playoff committee. What's your top six look like come Tuesday? It will be Alabama 1, Clemson 2, Notre Dame 3, Michigan will still be 4, though they were not impressive, and with Oklahoma's defense looking as disgusting as they did, they may have had a chance to climb up. They're not going to. So Georgia will stay five. And, uh, boy, I would love to put uh, the Cougars of Washington State over Oklahoma. Um, I just can't do it because the Pac-12 is so weak. So I'll leave your Sooners there at number six and, and, and leave it at that. Uh, well, I appreciate that, Arnie. You're I'm, welcome. I'm go- you're, you're very welcome for that. Well, because, and again, I, I mean, could have dropped them if I wanted to. Well, I mean, it's not like Washington State being anybody on Saturday night. Wow. Here's the thing that's that, that's going to be real interesting. Uh, it, I, I don't know how to put this, but I've never seen a fan base that is 10 and 1 madder than Sooner fans right now, guys. I mean, think about that for a minute. Imagine being so spoiled by your own success that you're pissed off that your team's 10 and 1, Arnie. 
Can you even imagine that right now? That's where Sooner Nation is right now. It's it's unbelievable. And I get it. It's a it's a foundation that for many years had been built on on defense and it's not very good defensively. And this whole feeling is this other shoe is going to fall at some point and you're going to get blown out. But I'm telling you what, man, Kyler Murray is one of the most impressive athletes I've ever seen in my life and I think that they can score with anybody. With that said, I think Tuesday's going to be the night when they make them pay. I really do. I think they're going to drop them. I think they're going to raise Washington State. My four right now is very much like yours. Bama, Clemson, Notre Dame, and Michigan. It's hard to leave out Michigan. Of all the teams that have one loss, if this makes any sense whatsoever, they have the best loss. Their loss was to Notre Dame, and it was right. the opening week of the season with Shea Patterson just kind of getting in the mix. I know that sounds bad. I know their game was fairly close at times with Indiana on Saturday, but still, Michigan has the best loss of those one lost teams and here's where it gets interesting because right everything has just been on cruise control in fact last week in the 14 playoff rankings something happened that had never happened in the short history of the 14 playoff rankings the top 10 stayed the same Arnie had never happened before so when you play cream puffs it happens like that well, I mean, it, there wasn't a lot of cream puffs the week before. I mean, Alabama played a ranked team that was in their conference. Clemson had a rough game. Notre Dame had a rough game. But anyway, point being, point being, is it didn't change. In all likelihood, it could stay the same this weekend as well, too, with all the results that played out. I don't know, man. I listen to Fox Sports Radio every single weeknight. I thought Syracuse was supposed to be good. Can anyone explain to me what happened? I mean, that looked like Washington State out there running up and down the field, what Notre Dame was doing to Syracuse yesterday. So thanks for nothing, Orange. Yeah, that was a drubbing. We should go ahead and oh, be ripping Jason Smith for that. Holy but I'm smokes. Sure he'll catch his, yeah. Okay, but but real quick, let, let me go through a couple of scenarios. I, I heard Jonas and Brady playing these out as well, too, and I would never say anything negative about Brady Quinn. But all right, oh, I would. Um, I would. Go ahead. Alabama. Let's say Alabama has Auburn left and then they play Georgia in the in the SEC championship right, game. Right. Because I don't know if you guys know this, but Alabama and Georgia are in the same conference, even though they haven't played each other in conference play in like 10 years. But they're in the same conference, so go figure. So they'll turn around and play each other in the SEC championship game. I mean, obviously, if you're Georgia, what happens if you beat South Carolina next week, which they'll be a decisive favor? Arnie, if Georgia goes and beats Alabama in the SEC title game and they both finish the year with one loss – are they both getting in, or is somebody getting left out if Clemson and Notre Dame are able to stay undefeated? If Alabama, well, it will, if Alabama loses to Georgia, Georgia's getting in and probably leapfrogging Michigan, depending on how that Michigan Ohio State game goes. Certainly means Oklahoma's on the outside, way on the outside. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not even coming close to getting in, but that's going to be the dilemma. Uh, if Ohio State wins. Then it makes it easy on everybody else for Georgia to slide in there for that top four. But yeah, you got to put Georgia in if they beat Alabama. Right. So then you would have Georgia in. Alabama's been the most dominant team all season long. Do they stay in or do you drop them if everything else kind of stays the same? No, I got to keep them in. I got to keep them in also, don't I? Yeah, because they would have a lot, unless they get blown out. Now, if Georgia beats them 38 to zip, then we might have another conversation. How about this? How about this, Arnie? Michigan loses to Ohio State. Right. So they're out at uh, with, with two losses. Right. And then Ohio State blows out Northwestern in the championship game. Could Ohio State make a miraculous jump from like 10 and end up getting in like they did the first year of the playoffs with an impressive win in the Big Ten championship game? They've been sliding by, but what appears to be clear, 
Does that make sense? What appears to be clear is the most important thing to the playoff committee is winning. And if you win your games, doesn't matter how you do it, win and advance. Could Ohio uh, no, State unlike, sneak in the back door? Unlikely. Especially, look, I know they beat Maryland, but that was a lucky win there. Um, and to go ahead and, look, I'll give a little bit of credit to Central Florida. You want to leapfrog them? You want to leapfrog Washington State? You want to leapfrog Oklahoma and Georgia? No, you can forget about Ohio State doing all that, even with a victory over Michigan. That's not happening. Uh, and then I'll throw one more scenario out there to you. Washington State Uh-oh. finishes 12-1 and yes. with dominating wins over Washington and a convincing win over Utah. Michigan has lost to Ohio State. Georgia loses in the SEC title game to Alabama. So you have Alabama, Clemson, and Notre Dame. It's Oklahoma at, say, 12-1. and Washington State at 12-1. and I love my Sooners. You know which direction I, I want to go. I love Washington State then over Oklahoma to go uh, into the championship uh, with Washington State playing at a better conference and only losing on the road uh, to USC. I know you lost to Texas. Uh, but, 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 but Oklahoma would have avenged its loss to Texas by beating them in the Big 12 championship that's game. That's true. That's they true. would have Washington beaten everyone State, on their schedule. Well, Washington State wouldn't have to avenge your loss with USC because USC turned out to be not very good anyway. Oh. Gosh, what a disaster that's become for Clay Helton. Speaking of big-time vacancies in college football, look out there. So I don't know if we've come to any consensus decision except to say, Arnie, there's a lot of wild scenarios that could play out. Or it could be business as usual, and we'd have the same thing that we've had the last few weeks. As it stands right now, it's Bama, Clemson, Notre Dame, and Michigan, but big one coming up this weekend in Ohio State and Michigan. When we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, all right, we ignored it for a segment. Let's get back to the NFL. The tweets are flying in. Can Ohio State possibly jump up the ranks? Has Washington State done enough to impress to maybe sneak their way into the 14 playoff if someone's uh, stumbles just a bit. By the way, and that would be pretty big for, say, a Washington State or an Oklahoma if, say, I don't know, USC goes in there and upsets Notre Dame. Unlikely, but if they <laughs> announce they're going to fire Clay Helton or something and maybe this team rallies and plays for him, who knows? But uh, that could be a huge potential game coming up next weekend. When we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio studio, there's a huge disappointment in the National Football League today that we haven't touched on yet. We'll do it next with Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio. It's Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio, brought to you in part by Discover. Become a new card member, and Discover card will match all the cash back you've earned dollar for dollar at the end of your first year. Learn more at discover.com slash match limitations. Apply. I'm in Nashville. Oh, go ahead, Arnie. I was going to say, what do you think the line is on the Cowboys-Redskins now that the Redskins are without a quarterback for Thanksgiving? Is is it off, or have they already – It's already have a number, yes. It's already have a a, – set up number okay uh can i if i threw out there cowboys by say three and a half dallas minus nine what it's already moved down to minus eight well because the redskins are without a quarterback they got to go with colt mccoy well colt mccoy didn't play too poorly today that's a big spread is it not uh yes I know how you like to gamble with other people's money. Yeah, I'm not a big gambler, but Shea's college fund is uh, yeah. it's looking like we can double that bad boy Give up. Give me but- some of that. Plus, hey, by the way, Atlanta at the uh, Saints next weekend. Um, what do you think that one's at? 
Okay, Atlanta Saints. I mean, that's, that's Thanksgiving, the, yeah. Right, that, that's the primetime Thanksgiving game. Again, remember now, we have triple headers on Thanksgiving that started with one of the games being on the NFL Network, and then, of course, the bidding process kicked up, so now you have the big three when it comes to NFL coverage, CBS, Fox, and NBC on uh, Thursday. So, Atlanta at New Orleans. Oh, I'm going to say New Orleans minus 7.5. 14. Bigger, right? 14. Went dropped already down to 13. Everybody all over Atlanta plus the points. I don't know. Saints can score. Maybe a blowout. Oh, my gosh. 14? That's a big numbers out there, huh? Oh, my goodness. What, well, do you have the Bears-Lions line? I mean, I would think that would be pretty large, too, right? Actually, are no, they... Bears are just a okay. three-and-a-half-point favorite over Detroit. Wow. I guess because Detroit just lets people up. Openly sack the quarterback, they think, oh, the Bears might have a field day on that front. Your Colts so the- are a big spread favorite over my Dolphins. What is it? Eight and a half. So how bad then is the uh, Ravens spread on the Oakland Raiders? That's got to be like 9-2. Well, I guess that's a little unknown because you don't know about the Ravens quarterback situation either. I'm, well, I'm they didn't care. To- they put a polite. They're like, you could beat the Raiders. No big deal. Uh, hey, ten and a half. Arnie. Arnie, they've started. Oh, give me the Raiders all day long. Wow. Plus ten and a half. Wow. We are winning seven. Oh, wait, six straight to go eight and eight on the season. See you, <laughs> Kansas City. Uh, oh, hold on. no, no. Listen, I love New Orleans and what they're doing, but my goodness, fourteen in yeah. an NFL game. The biggest slide was what sixteen and a half, was it not? And I think it was the Raiders a couple weeks yeah. ago, if I'm not mistaken. But oh, is my Atlanta goodness. that bad? See, I didn't think so. I didn't think so. I just. Uh, I, I guess I was wrong. You know what? I've, I've come to realize something, Arnie. I'm, I'm one of those guys that doesn't really make too many picks because I've always been awful at it. Right. But this, but this year I was feeling kind of, kind of frisky. So we I'm started doing six, into it now. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I would do six picks every single week, and I was like eleven games over five hundred. Yeah, I started. So easy. I started. Yeah, I started thinking to myself, I'll talk a little trash. I'll let Arnie know yeah. about this. I'm too. And 12 in the last two weeks, or 2 and 10 nice. in the last two weeks, right? <laughs> See, it eventually comes back and gets you. So all these thoughts that I have about trying to figure it out, I've come to realize I don't know anything when it comes yeah. to spreads and picking games because I automatically think, wait, New Orleans giving up two touchdowns, the pride will kick in for a team like Atlanta who only lost by three to the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I know that New Orleans beat Philly today by 41, and it could have been worse, but come on, Atlanta's going to kick in with some pride, and then lo and behold, as soon as you take that number, the Saints will put 50 up on Thursday like night. Eagles, so I, maybe the Eagles over my G-men this weekend, they're a big favorite. Why would the Eagles be a big favorite over anybody after Seven. what just happened today? Seven. That's huge! I'd make that a pick'em game after what I saw today. So let, let's get to that then, real quick, from the Geico Fox yeah. Sports Radio Studios. Arnie, bigger disappointment. Fun game to play because y'all can be miserable like I am, even though the Raiders did win today. But as far as marquee teams, bigger disappointment: the defending Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles, who sit two games under five hundred, right? Or the team that they beat in what was that? The uh, now it wasn't the championship game; it was a divisional game last year. The Atlanta Falcons, who some people correctly picked for the NFC's representation in the Super Bowl this year. But is it Atlanta or is it the Philadelphia Eagles, the biggest disappointment this year? Got to be Philadelphia because they have a franchise quarterback. Um, Plus, well, I I guess I'm assuming they're having fun this year anyway. Um, Even though they're not winning a Super Bowl, that's what it's all about, having fun, uh, according to Lane Johnson. But, uh, yeah, they've got to be a massive disappointment because – with their franchise quarterback back, everybody thought they were a shoe in 
to go ahead and at least go back to the NFC Championship, and they're far from a shoe-in. They've just, I'm still waiting for them to kick it forward, and they've not even come close. It, I think right. that loss to the Titans when they had a two-touchdown lead really put them two steps back, and they haven't been able to recover since. You know what? I'll, I'll throw another one at you, Arnie, as far as you look up and down. Thank you. Thank you. And you know what? That just doesn't even go into the offseason. That goes into the start of this year. Oh, we loved ourselves some Jalen Ramsey, which, by the way, I would give up a first-round draft pick for Jalen Ramsey Oh, I Ramsey would, too. Right yeah. Especially with I the might money. give up, too. Jacksonville has three wins, and one of them's against the damn Patriots. <laughs> I know, and it was probably one of the more dominating performances this season when they beat them 31-20 to in Week 2. Not only did they start out 2-0, but then after a tough loss to the Titans, they bounced back, and they beat the Jets 31-14. to Arnie, they've now lost six straight, and, I mean, outside of – to, well, I guess last week they had to rally against the Colts. But outside of the last two weeks, they've been abysmal. I mean, they lost by 33 to the Cowboys. They lost by two scores to the Chiefs. I'm putting the Jaguars up there, which, of course, i got to remember you tried to fire me last year yes. whenever I brought up Jacksonville as a Super Bowl contender. But how can we not put them on the list of teams that have absolutely been the biggest disappointment, well, adding into it the way they started? Well, because Leonard Fournette had missed a bunch of games, so that kind of set them back. And you saw when they were healthy, they were able to beat the Patriots. So that's the reason why I don't put them as a bigger disappointment than Philadelphia, who had their all-pro quarterback after, what, the second week. Um, hey, by the way, with that said, of all of the bad teams, I guess you could say, because I don't know if you've noticed this, Arnie, but the Raiders might not be good this season. I'm just gonna no, I didn't notice that. I didn't notice that. Might not be a very good no, football team this no. year. But when you look around the league at bad teams, you think about the Jets, the Browns. Cardinals. Uh, I, uh, Arizona, right, Arizona, Jacksonville is in that mix now, the Oakland Raiders. Giants. We're not going a worst-to-first kind of – San Francisco, which, again, San Francisco, it's a little bit unfair because they lost their quarterback. Maybe Tampa. Do you see any of these teams that you've watched the last couple of weeks or maybe caught on the Red Zone channel that you say, hey, look out for them in a couple of years or maybe look out for them next year to kind of maybe maybe be this year's edition of the Bears or maybe this year's edition of the, the Houston Texans who bounce back and are sitting atop of their division? Any of these bad teams catching your eye? Because – even though they were off this week, the Browns have kind of for me, and not just because Baker's are quarterback, right? Not it's, it wouldn't be them. I'll tell you who. I'll tell you who. It's definitely not the Jets. Sam Darnold's been <laughs> such a disappointment. Oh my goodness! I thought this guy was going to be the best uh, out of all the four rookies out there. If it's a bad team that I think that maybe is going to go ahead and be good in the next couple of years, I would maybe say Detroit. Um, only because I like Matthew Stafford. And, of course, San Francisco with Jimmy Garoppolo. Other than that, there's some dreck out there, Chris. It's horrible. It is really bad. I mean, again, we're talking about, in the AFC, first-place teams that are 9-1, and 7-3. and three, Pretty impressive numbers, right? 7-2, and two, you look at the AFC East, even though the, the Patriots lost last week. They're 7-3 and three right now. And then, Arnie, beyond the Los Angeles Chargers, whom we'll get to coming up here in just a bit, Five and five, five and five, five and five, three and seven, two and I mean, it's it's not as deep as maybe we thought it was to start the season in the AFC, is it? I'm ready for my Dolphins to take the next step toward the Super Bowl by signing Teddy Bridgewater and trading <laughs> for him. And then, then I, what? You're laughing at that? You're laughing at that, Chris, or what? I don't know if you have to trade for him. I think he's actually going to be a free agent after this year. Give me so. some of Teddy B, my friend. That would turn us around. 
All right, when we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, we just kneecapped the AFC. Can we do the same to the NFC? Plus, your tweets. There's good stuff rolling in at Stinking Genius One, at Plank Show, and at Fox Sports Radio. But the Twitterless Steve DeSager comes sauntering into the Fox Sports Radio studios. Wow, What's going on, sauntering. Steve? Sauntering. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure about that. Uh, you mentioned the uh, game in L.A., Denver coming back to beat the Chargers 23-22, one of the seemingly many games with a field goal on the final play. That was converted. Denver's offense, by the seventh drive, they only had seven first downs in this game. The Chargers had 1,001 chances to put this game away, including in the last two minutes. And what they wound up with, aside from the L, and not a chance for one of those top two seeds, it appears, is they finished with 14 penalties, two turnovers, and a missed PAT from the new kicker. It just continues. This rookie, Michael Badgley, was 3-for-3 on field goals, but missed an extra point kick in the third quarter. Chargers lose by one, 23-22. The only good news, I suppose, that Joey Bosa did return unofficially about 20-25 to snaps, had a tackle, had a quarterback hit. The Chargers do lose at home. Oakland kicked a field goal final play to win at Arizona 23-21. In that one, Arizona's offense, (laughs) 13 drives, 13 first downs. Dallas got a field goal on the final play to win at Atlanta 22-19. Brett Maher had missed an extra point for the Cowboys' early fourth quarter and winds up the hero at the end. New Orleans won its ninth straight game. Drew Brees, four touchdown passes. They beat Philadelphia 48-7. Brees, it's not like he had 50 attempts either. It was... 22 of 30, 363 yards, no sacks, no turnovers, another Saints victory. And the Sunday night game at Chicago, temperatures in the 20s by the end, four straight wins for the Bears. They beat Minnesota 25 to 20. Speaking of kickers, Cody Parkey, a hero tonight, three for three on field goals, including a late 48-yarder. And a week ago, this is the guy who missed two extra points, two field goal attempts for the Bears. Pittsburgh came back to win, victories for Baltimore and Houston. Colorado fired Mac Mike. Uh, Mike McIntyre, the Buffs, how the things change in one college football oh, season. Oh, yeah, he was off to a good 5-0. and They were 5-0, and and now they've lost six straight games, and he's out of a job. He was AP's National Coach of the Year only two years wow. ago. McIntyre's contract runs through 2021 with over $10 million left on it. Kansas announced the hiring of Les Miles as coach on a five-year contract. The top six stayed the same in the new college football polls. Washington State is number seven. UCF moved up to a tie for number eight in AP with LSU. West Virginia fell to number 12. Utah State is number 14 (laughs) in the AP poll. Syracuse down to 19. Army and Pitt are in at number 23 and 24. Iowa State fell to number 25. Joey Logano won NASCAR season championship. LeBron James scored 51 points in the Lakers win at Miami 113-97 back to you we gotta have a mid-major poll like we do in basketball so the Utah States the Central Florida's the Oklahoma's could be in that and that stuff wait hold on why do you need it with Central Florida's ranked ahead of a majority (laughs) of the listen Arnie it would be better for you to talk trash when your team actually won a game they were never gonna win first half that I would never Uh, get to talk trash what does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? Well, it means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. We played the coaching carousel earlier in the NFL. I'm telling you what right now. You guys can joke about my Utah State Aggies all you want. But if USC is smart, that's USC, not UFC. If USC is smart, you don't worry about chasing maybe a guy that stumbled a bit in the NFL. You don't worry about, say, if a Mike McCarthy is out there, or I heard Jack Del Rio's name pop up. 
You go straight to whatever city Utah State is in, sorry, and you call my man Matt Wells and you get him on that gig. Arnie, this dude is a big-time coach. He's getting – I mean, where did you say Utah State was ranked? 14th? 13th, the Utah thought, yeah. 13th? The Utah State Aggies are ranked 13th. This guy is a superstar, and somebody – is going to try to swipe him, swoop him up, and they're going to get him, and he's going to turn around a major program. Mark my word. You heard it here on whatever day it is, November something or other, at uh, 1134 Central Time. Mark the tape if we still even tape these programs. You must have been really impressed with their barely victory over Colorado State. How about that, huh? Nope, has nothing to do with their win over Colorado State. Arnie, I could give you the resume, but you've already tuned me out because I brought up Utah State, so we'll just move on. All right, let me get a couple of tweets in here, shall we? Because it's it's funny. Here we are in the middle in the middle of the NFL season. I'm doing all these little things that sports talk guys are supposed to do. I'm bringing up, hey, who do you think should be fired? Who's on your Mount Rushmore of players that aren't getting an opportunity? Yet all you guys want to reply to is college football. I love it. So Eric writes, Arnie. If you just look at Clemson this year, with no weight given to the last three, I don't know how you can put them at number two. I live in North Carolina, and the ACC is trash. Clemson is struggling against trash. Uh, You buying that right now? Is he talking about the Duke game when it was 14-6 at halftime, or Duke having the 6-0 lead? Is that the... Is that the one he's talking particularly, or, or which no? I, I think it's I think it's just more in general. I mean, I tell you that uh, Clemson is nine and zero this season. They're winning the they ACC. They haven't a close game in like six games. Right. Who's the second best team in the ACC? Well, it was Syracuse, and they just lost by a bazillion right. to Notre Dame whenever they stepped up. Okay. All right. Well, uh, you got Pitt, who you're playing in the ACC championship game, who is. Seven and four on right. the year. I think the point kind of is that maybe it's not the most powerful conference in college football. No, it, he's right about that. It's it is Drek. Let's be honest. The Syracuse is the number two team, and they got bounced by Notre Dame and Pittsburgh. My goodness, Pittsburgh? Are you serious? <laughs> what a joke that is. So I, I Clemson's just going to continue their winning ways. Yeah, they're not going to be challenged uh, I, again. I think that's going to be a real interesting. Well, they've got South Carolina in their rivalry game next week, right. so. I mean, and every I feel like now for the last three years, it's a good point about whether or not history is taken into consideration. But listen, they're still undefeated. They're from a Power 5 conference. If you're undefeated from a Power 5 conference and you're chasing a lot of one-loss teams, you're probably going to get that nod, and that's what's happening right now, and they deserve it. I mean, I don't know. Does historical tendencies play into this? I'm sure it does. Well, when you I'm say sure they it deserve does. it, is they, do they deserve it because they're undefeated, or do they deserve it because they're – one of the top four teams in the country. Uh, probably. Can I can I cop out and say a mixture of both? No, you can't do uh, that. I mean, if, if I told you to bet all your money on Clemson versus Notre Dame, who are you taking? Clemson in a heartbeat. Well, well, then you just lost all your money. I mean, it, it took Syracuse's starting quarterback going down for Notre Dame to really roll in that game yesterday. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm sleeping on Notre Dame a little bit. Maybe I'm blowing up Clemson a little bit. It's just every time Notre Dame takes that step up on the next stage, they've proven us all wrong. So who knows? Maybe this is the fighting Irish year. Maybe we're counting down towards Alabama and Notre Dame. But Heck, I don't know. Heck, I even man. think I- Oklahoma would beat Clemson. How about that? Uh, I love that idea, um, but again, Clemson's a lot better than I think people are giving them credit I for. I think Michigan and Georgia Eric. would beat Clemson. Uh, you might be right, but yeah. they might not get that opportunity. Hey, don't lose to Notre Dame and don't play a trash game against LSU, and you might have that opportunity. Uh, this is a fair question from Justin. Justin says, guys, if the committee talks eye test, 
then a Washington State should be in over Michigan. Okay, um, is that just because they put up 60-plus points? Because I, I've, I've heard this new theory that this eye test conversation is fun, but the eye test is truly a mathematical formula that they throw numbers into more than anything else. Would you give Wazoo the nod over Michigan? What do you mean by the eye test? Is that like when you say you're at a party and you've had a few drinks and you squint your eyes real close, she could look like she's a 10? Is that, what, what's, what's the eye test? The eye test is that the Pac-12 hasn't been very good. So the eye test, anything to do with Washington State, is going to be a drop less because they play in the Pac-12. Yeah, yeah. You're, I mean, again, I, when they say eye test, I sometimes think that you're looking just in margin of victory. And you're not taking into consideration who they were playing. Because if you're getting Washington State built up over beating that thing they played on Saturday night, wow. stop it right now. Wow. Uh, and then uh, one more quick one here from Ernie. Ouch. Uh, Ernie, right? I, come on, man. I take it every single week from you, this is, and you my team is 10 and 1. Worst, this is my worst Arizona Wildcats in football, basketball. We're not even in the top 25 in basketball this year. Still early, though. You got plenty of time, Arnie. Not I used like to this. That. Ernie writes, even with Michigan's mulligan yawner against Indiana Saturday, if Michigan and Notre Dame played again, Michigan would win by two touchdowns in South Bend or neutral site. Shea Patterson and that front line are on a totally different level than earlier. Hashtag go blue. I guess that new level didn't show against Indiana now, did it? Uh, and then Jay writes, I got a bone to pick with you. Yes. All of your scenarios has Michigan losing to Ohio State. Listen to me, boys. Ohio State is going to get their doors blown off by the best defense in college football. I got Ohio State winning that game. That's one of my picks. And I think part of it, too, is whenever we're doing these scenarios is you kind of have to project if a team that's up there loses. So you're trying to play out things as to whether or not a team's going to fall that hasn't, in the case of Michigan, lost since the first week of the season, or in the case of Alabama, Notre Dame, or Clemson, has lost it all. Uh, By the way, can I borrow a million dollars? Why is that? I want to bet it on Notre Dame against USC. What's the number? What do you think it it is? uh, I would say something like 23, maybe. Uh, 10. All right, well, let's go ahead and get that mill. (laughs) And let's double that that bad boy up. That's uh, that's a really int- – we need Todd Furman. We should have probably called yeah. Todd this week Ten to help is, us make sense like of these. That's stealing. Oh, my gosh. Did they watch the USC game? You know what? I have a theory. I think they like losing money. Wasn't two weeks ago the worst week ever for the casinos, Arnie? I think they're starting to like losing money. I guess so. All right, when so. we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, I still owe a team that is getting a free pass on this show tonight – and DeSager will help us knock him down a notch next with Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio. All right, it's Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio. Hit us up on Twitter at Plank Show at Stinking Genius oh. One. Read the one that Mike said that says, I'm sick of all these people on TV defending stupid teams going for two at the end of the game. Every situation is different. The Panthers doing it today was idiotic. For a myriad of reasons, starting with there was still over a minute to go. Bingo! You have over one. It was 107 to go, Chris. And I'm saying to myself, if you make it, you don't necessarily win the game. Chances are maybe, right. you know, they, they come down and, and get a field goal attempt. So uh, it's you don't make it, you lose. You make it, you're still not guaranteed for a win. I thought that was idiotic to go for two. I kind of thought the Bears going for two after their touchdown tonight was a little bit odd as well. I just there. No, they go again, from fourteen I, to fifteen, and so they decided to go from fourteen to sixteen. No, 
Um, why not make it 15 and have the other team have to make yeah. at least one two-pointer? I, I, I didn't. I didn't get that at all. And, you know, we've had a couple of other occasions this year. Listen, if your kicker gets hurt, it's a completely different world. But, yeah, that's, we, we, we'll, we'll go in-depth on that right after the top of next hour. I think they make more hour. mistakes with when they go for two than with time management now. Uh, I think you're right. Great news, by the way, Arnie. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. All right, DeSager, enough. We've let the Chargers skate oh, all night Oh, no, no. Long. As soon as you mention the magic word, time management, <laughs> Philip Rivers has had a sensational season oh. until today. Oh, horrible. He threw two interceptions today, but the worst sin, and I mean that in the football sense, sin <laughs> was with two minutes to go, you just need to run some clock and protect a 22-20 to 20 lead, and on a third down short pass, he panicked and threw it at the feet of his receiver, on purpose. stopping the clock. And therefore, that gave an extra 40 seconds to the Broncos in that two-minute drill. And what do you know? The Broncos, on the final play of the game, Shocking. kicked the field goal to win. Unreal. Uh. Do you know the Chargers' record against Denver? This is dating back to 2011. 3-12 and 12 against wow. the Denver Broncos. Chargers record against Ooh. Kansas City in recent years. They've lost nine straight times to the Chiefs. Jeez. Coming up on a Thursday night, mid-December, it's the Chargers at Kansas City, just for the record. One positive is Antonio Gates does have over 100 catches just against Denver in his career now. 27 games against him, 104 receptions, way over 1,000 yards, 12 TDs, a reappearance of Antonio Gates, but... Rivers got sacked by Vaughn Miller in this game. Miller with a key interception as well. You know, I didn't know this until the Bronco notes today. If you take all the active players, which one guy has sacked one quarterback active more than any other matchup? It's Vaughn Miller has now sacked Phillip Rivers 16 times in their <laughs> careers. Tied for second. Matthew. Well, they play twice a year. And he, it's true. Know. So it's got to be yeah. a division. But still, Matthew Stafford, for example, tied for second. He's been sacked 13 times by the Vikings, Everson Griffin. But, yeah, no, you cannot wow. let the Chargers off the hook. This was, I mentioned it earlier, 14 penalties and the two turnovers and the missed kick. All of that could have been overcome if they just take the sack or complete the short pass. Or, and he and completed then the pass down with about two and a half to go, and he gave the fist pump like they had the game won. They had the game won seemingly many times, and Denver 23-22 is the final. Good point. Uh, and defensive tackle Corey Legion of the Chargers out for the year, apparently, with a knee injury today. On the day Joey Bosa makes his season debut, he had been out all year after his foot injury from camp. Phillip Rivers finished with over 400 yards passing, by the yeah. way, and Melvin Gordon had another great game, and the Chargers lose by one. And they still had the Chiefs on the schedule. So. Oh, geez, that's and, a and loss. There's, they're still, by the way, in a really good position in the playoffs. I mean, again, let's not get too carried away here. It was a bad loss, but five and five is the second wild card right now in the AFC. So they're still in good shape. That's right. The last team in in the AFC is five and five. It would be the Ravens over the four other five and five teams. The last mm. team in in the NFC would be the Panthers, who are six and four. They're a game up on Seattle and Dallas. Uh, right now, and we mentioned this last week, Saints and Rams would get the bye first week of the NFC playoffs. Saints beat the Rams head-to-head, -head, so New Orleans at the moment would have the top seed. 
The Monday night game is the Rams 9 and 1 hosting the Chiefs 9 and 1. This How is, are ticket sales going? It is not sold out, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> On short notice, they're not able to sell 70,000. Now, tickets are uh, if you buy from the Rams, they start the cheap seats at about 70 bucks or so. Mm. Keep in mind though, especially this year with construction inside and outside the Coliseum, you cannot park on the full block that the Coliseum takes up at all unless you have a parking pass coming in. Otherwise, so you'd have to go to USC, pay $50 to park on campus there, and then just walk would, to the Coliseum. Would you pay for tickets like the Golden State Warriors are doing, $100 to get you in there, but you can't see the game? <laughs> no. I've never even understood the whole party plaza at the Cowboys that, yeah. Stadium. <laughs> well, Cowboys, you can see the game with the party pass. Well, That's, no, most people are yeah. watching the big screen. They're not right, actually right. seeing the field. Yeah. So, well, I you mean, it better be the, a good party. You can see the field, though they are. Everybody watches the big screen. It's like mesmerizing. Uh, it was kind of like the football games at Fenway and Yankee Stadium. Some of the seats could see some of the field. Yeah, I, I think it's a good way to just kind of soak in the atmosphere. And, oh, and I don't get doubt that. It. It's just a matter of what you want. I would want to see an actual game as opposed to the game on tv or the back of a lot of people's heads in front of me <laughs> but we've mentioned recently the poor quality of the field at azteca stadium and of course this tomorrow night is the game moved to the la coliseum and it's the first meeting in nfl history this late in the season between teams averaging 33 points per game and we have the top two quarterbacks in yards passing Mahomes and Jared Goff and Todd Gurley has a touchdown in 13 straight games he Mm. has extended his own franchise record what a freak thanks to Sager Mm -hmm. and again he's not like me see I blindly defend to Sager comes in and says oh no 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 defense there for what happened in LA now when we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios Arnie we mentioned LA this Monday night football game is kind of a big deal. Oh, yeah. This Monday night football game deserves more than just a passing mention. Oh, yeah. As we head out the door, we'll preview KC and LA next with Arnie and Plank right here on Fox Sports Radio. Let's go, final Let's hour, go. Arnie. So we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Uh, my man Attila brings up a good point. We were talking about disappointments in the old sport that we call football at the professional level, the National right. Football League. And they brought up Green Bay. And I don't know why. There's certain teams I, for some reason, refuse to give up on that everyone else usually tries to. One of those is New England, who has consistently proven me right over the years, so I've kind of stayed with that. The other is the San Antonio Spurs. For some reason, Aaron Rodgers is one of those guys that, regardless of his record, uh, if the season's still alive and they're still within shouting distance of the playoffs, I want to give them a chance. But damn, Arnie, this – I'm falling into that trap, aren't I? This has a different feel to it. You know what's weird? That we won't go ahead and rip Aaron Rodgers. One, because he had the knee injury. Two, because we believe he has nothing around him. But yet three, it's going to end up co- uh, costing his head coach his job. Um, right. I don't know even so much – you know, let me take part of that back. I don't think it's so much because of what they're going through this year – I think it's so much now that the relationship between Rodgers um, and McCarthy has is, is, is come to an end. It, there's certainly uh, some animosity between the two. That's why one of them's got to go, and it's not going to be Rodgers. By the way, speaking of animosity, I don't want to chase everyone away with, the, with an Oakland Raiders point here, oh, Arnie. I thought you were going back to Utah State. No, 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 no. Matt Wells, hire him, and you guys will win games. Um, 
everyone's kind of losing their minds over John Gruden and Derek Carr going at it on the sidelines yeah, on a I couple mean, Carr of different wasn't occasions. Animated. I, I get, you know, I'm tired of the faces with Gruden and the Chucky face. And who does he think he is, Robert De Niro? I mean, come on, cut it out already. I uh, he didn't do that I, on TV. I dug that. I not now. I don't mean the faces or anything. I'm with you 100. Yeah. But I I dug Gruden and Carr kind of going at it. I think they need. It shows me they actually give a bleep based on what we've seen so far this year. So I know uh, Gruden's going to be in the spotlight. The Raiders stink, so it gets even worse. But man, I kind of I kind of dug seeing a little bit of life from the Raiders today because we sure as hell didn't see it from the E. Well, actually, I guess you can say we saw a little life from the Eagles with what Malcolm Jenkins flipping off the sideline as he was heading back to the bench. I mean, you saw a couple of interesting things in the NFL this weekend as far as angry guys, but I don't think that's too big of a deal, nor does anyone probably care about my Raider talk, so I should move on. Uh, Attila did add this. One of the biggest surprises to me, guys, has not just been Andrew Luck with the Colts, but their offensive line has been phenomenal, and Quentin Nelson is a bull. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's funny that he ended up getting fined for that viral video, isn't it? Isn't that, that the same goes- offensive line that everybody was ripping because it was getting Andrew Luck hurt? Yeah, yeah, over the last okay. – so they finally hey. – see what. Hey, well, it's amazing what happens when you invest in it and actually draft a guy in the top 10. So that makes a huge difference. And then one more here from Paul, who I tend to agree with. The eye test means that if Alabama or Ohio State have a horrible loss, the committee can still justify exactly. putting them Bingo! In. A lot of people thought that's why LSU was where they were or are, so they can have that safety net kind of there for Alabama to say, well, look, they shut out LSU and they're still a top 10 team. Yeah, I, I, that's why I'm here to tell you. I, I just, again, no offense, Michigan fan. I think you have a fantastic football team. I think you should win on Saturday against Ohio State. But you're not going to. So when Ohio State beats Michigan on Saturday, Arnie, and then they end up knocking off Northwestern in impressive fashion in the Big Ten Championship game, you watch. They're going to be right there in that conversation, understandably so, despite what happened in D.C. this weekend against Maryland, or excuse me, in Annapolis against Maryland, despite what happened against uh, who they lose to, Purdue earlier this year, despite some of their tight games, they're going to be right in the middle of that conversation, like it or not. Well, if, I'm, su- I'm that surprised that you took the other side of the Alabama story. I thought you'd be ripping Alabama because of the 10-10 tie at halftime. That, that's pure embarrassment. Do you understand that if you wanted to win $100 straight up on that game, you had to bet $750,000 on Alabama to win $100. You know that, don't you? I mean, how much of a mismatch can you have in a game like that? And for them to be 10-10, I thought you'd be all over them. That was a horrible performance. Yeah, I mean, they won 50-17. to If the game stopped at halftime, I mean, did, did I tune over? On Saturday to watch it in the first half and think, oh my gosh, this is great. Yeah, but then I also realized, oh bleep, there's two you know more quarters Twitter left in this game. You know what Twitter was like when it was 10-10 at halftime? Do you have any idea? Oh yeah, I was on it. I was right there <laughs> living it with everyone else. But uh. again, they played two more quarters. I, I don't, I, I'll tell you that I don't think there is going to be one single conversation from anyone in that playoff committee room that says... Bro, it was 10-10 at the half. I don't think that happens with any of those guys as far as that's concerned. I want to be there with you. I'd love to be right in that conversation, but my mind doesn't allow me to do that because if I did, I'd probably have me, taken an L to Texas Tech. Let me ask you this. If the Raiders had the number one pick right now, and I know he's not eligible, but would, if he could, would you would you take Tua if, he was, if you could take him and wait a year for him? 
All right, I've done a 180. How much time we got? We got some time? I've done yeah. a 180 on this, Arnie. If I have the number one pick in the draft, And I you could pull the Boston Celtics like they did with Larry Bird, which is illegal now. Nope. Nope. You know what I would do? I would make a phone call to Kyler Murray's representation. Oh, and I would geez, do whatever that's why you're it would not a take. GM. Stop it. Uh, okay. I would do whatever it takes to get Kyler Murray to consider football. And really, truly think about it. I'd call the A's about paying back their signing bonus because that dude right there, regardless of his size, is a problem. Are and you going to come care. out here and watch him when he plays baseball for the Vermont Lake Monsters? Uh, I'll probably. I don't, Arnie. I think he's if okay. Here's the thing. I think Kyler Murray is going to uh, flirt with the NFL this offseason. Nah. I really do. I think he's going to flirt with the NFL. Listen to what the draft experts have to say. Watch the butt. You, wait, hold on. This is two. You heard it here first tonight. Mark the date. Mark the tape if we still tape these shows. I told you Matt Wells is going to be the next head coach at USC if they're smart. I don't know if they're smart or not. And I'm telling you right now, Kyler Murray's going to flirt with the NFL. And if they're smart, if the NFL is smart, Arnie, they will listen. They will work him out. They will be jaw-dropped. And, and diminutive smaller quarterbacks are starting to get a little bit more buzz thank you russell wilson i would take every chance i had to get this guy to think about football i wouldn't do I that if i'm him because one he's a better baseball player two he's going to make a lot more money three he's going to stay healthier um and and four the whole concussion thing I, I i there's no way i could see him playing football none whatsoever i love you arnie but he is not a better baseball player than he is a football player the, the, the I, numbers I, certainly uh, look like that do they? Let's look at him. Give wait, me his baseball numbers compared wait, wait, to his what, football what numbers. He, wait, wait, what was he taking in the baseball draft? Hey, uh, they take high schoolers in the baseball when, draft. When, in the top ten as well, too. Like that. Which would he be taking higher, baseball or football? He was taking his ninth pick. Oh, I, if he came out of the NFL draft, Arnie, he'd be the first quarterback taken in the NFL draft this year. Only because two is not in it. Who cares? That's next year. There'd be a different conversation over Justin Herbert, over, I don't know, Drew Locke, over the kid at Duke. If Kyler Murray came out and said, I'm committed to football, I'm going to play football, he would be the number one quarterback to go in this draft. Period. But it would End still of wouldn't be a top 10 pick because people, be, people would be worried about that. Yeah, because we never overdraft quarterbacks in the NFL, <laughs> do we? Right, now, speaking of that, a couple yeah. of years ago, we thought Jared Goff was incredibly overrated. Things have worked out pretty well now that they brought in Sean McVay. A lot of people scoffed at the Kansas City Chiefs for giving up a first-round pick to move up and get Patrick Mahomes. That has worked out quite well. Now they're both on a national stage on Monday night. And my goodness, Arnie, I don't know if I've been this jacked up for a Monday night football game that involves a team I'm supposed to hate as a Raiders fan, as I am with the Chiefs and the Rams. What are you thinking about I, this matchup tomorrow I, night? Real quick, I just want to say, in the Dak Prescott Award, uh, goes to Carson Wentz. I, I wanted to go and get that in there, meaning <laughs> you had a great first year and you're a one-hit wonder. So I just wanted to... Well, he did. We, he does have the Hall of Fame jacket after uh, yes, one season. Yes. Which, which, by the way, he didn't even play in the playoffs. No, but, that's uh, why we took the and... patch off. He still gets the yeah. jacket, but we took the patch off. <laughs> <laughs> So are you putting the jacket on Patrick Mahomes? Are you excited about tomorrow night or no? I'm extreme- are you just going to move away from it on me? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm extremely excited about the game. First of all, I'm glad they got it out of Mexico uh, City because, uh, one, I didn't want anybody to get hurt. Could you imagine a Mahomes or Tyreek Hill going down because of the turf? That Oh, my. We would have nothing to talk about but that uh, like for the next month. So that's the first thing, too. The NFL, I don't know if you remember this, Chris, they turned down uh, the Rams in Kansas City's appeal. Uh, to play that game back here in the States, only until the players started to threaten the boycott. 
did the NFL turn around real quick and say, mm-hmm. oh, okay, okay, let us, uh, let, let's go ahead and get this in Los Angeles and figure it out. As for the game, though, I'm leaning to take toward Kansas City. Uh, not that the Rams haven't been playing some great ball, and I think it's going to be close. I just think the Chiefs have a little bit more offense, a little bit more weapons, if that's if that's crazy enough to believe. Uh, though the Rams' defense have been under underachieving with all those you know first round draft picks that they've been able to uh, uh, get on their team and, and trade for. So I'm a little disappointed with the Rams' defense overall, Chris. I I have been too specifically Marcus Peters, and I know that it's he's had some injury situations to deal with as well. But Arnie, you can't tell me you're impressed with Kansas City's defense. I mean, no, yeah, that's why be... I didn't say their defense. I said their offense. I laid off Kansas City's defense. All right, well that's fair enough. Sixty three yeah. as an over under right now. Wow. With that said, would you? I mean, I think life's too short to bet the under. Big Cat yeah, taught me that. Go so over. what do you think? Yeah, you got to go over. Why? Why go ahead and just start? Oh no, don't complete this stuff. They're going to go up and down the field. I'm, I'm pretty sure I would. I'm going with the over. I'm pretty sure they're going to hit the over sixty three and a half. Rams are still. Uh, well, actually, they they got bet down. Rams open as a four point favorite. It's been bet down to a three according to scoresandodds.com. And what's surprising as well, it was sixty three and a half. The over-under total to open, and it's actually bet, bet down a half a point, which Ooh. would lead me to believe you have a lot of people betting the under, or at least a handful of people doing so. But I don't know, man. I I love being excited about a game like this on Monday Night Football because what have we done for the better part of the last five to six years? We have grinched and moaned about the Monday Night Football schedule. And trust right. me, we're going to get some stinkers the rest of the year. But I think it's kind of cool to have one of the marquee – listen, I'll, I'll – I'm going to go old man get off my lawn here real quick from the guy from Fox Sports Radio Studios. Arnie, when we were growing up, what would we look forward to for football? I know the song says I've been waiting all day for Sunday night. Howard Cosell's halftime highlights and specifically Monday night football. Now, granted, we probably only got two games on that Sunday and it's a little different world. But it's it's a little bit of a throwback because there is not a game this weekend that came close to matching the marquee nature of Monday Night Football. So I dig it because we've been waiting all weekend for Monday Night Football, which is how it used to be. Monday Night Football was the national stage. Listen, I'm not trying to sound like an old curmudgeon, maybe a little bit, but damn, Arnie, this has been fun to have a marquee matchup like and this. And you got the three best night. teams uh, I'm going to be on the field together, so that's going to be unbelievable. Three best teams. Are you, are you, oh, yeah, the officiating the crew. Officiating, the officiating. Kansas City, the Rams, and the officiating crew. I mean, what, what, what was everybody else supposed to be chopped liver, Chris, I guess, because this is the best I, officiating crew ever. I got to be honest with you, Arnie. I'm a little bit hot about that. I think that's complete <laughs> why? and total. I don't know why. But when did you I put the worst the, crew out there? Or what? No, I just, just – why are you replacing guys off crews if he's good enough to work a game that's that – well, He's only good for, enough for the Bills game where nobody knows you made a mistake. Yeah, I, I, I mean, exactly. Are you – I get it. This is a marquee matchup, and you want to put your best foot forward – but it's not like these guys just got fired. You basically picked and choose, or cho- is it picked and choose or picked and cho- anyway? You basically grabbed guys from other crews, you put them together, and if there is one thing that I learned from Mike Pereira, is there is a certain chemistry as bad as you think officials are, my uh, right. Arnie, But there's a certain chemistry when guys work together. You suddenly start plucking guys from other crews and putting them together. You could cause more problems, so I don't. I don't. Who's I don't the like worst this. officiator? Uh, officiate uh, officials in in the NFL. It's got to be the ones that were at the Raiders Cardinals game. I would assume, right? Why is that? Because <laughs> that was the great. worst game of the weekend. 
Oh, I see what you're saying now. He's like, hey, and let's go to the broadcast booth. Because don't they booth. do that to announcers? All right, we're going to be yeah, the was... worst announcing team at the worst game. Yeah, I was just about ready to say. <laughs> I didn't want to throw any announcers under the bus because I've listened to a lot of yeah. Raiders games this year. Well, anyway, it's going to be a fun one, to, I guess, tonight on the East Coast and in the Central Time Zone. Kansas City and the Rams. That line, as we mentioned, has moved just a bit over under at 63. All right, when we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, your tweets to help get us towards Arnie's picks here with Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio. All right, tons of tweets to get to coming up in just a bit. It's Arnie and Plank brought to you by Discover Card. We treat you like you'd treat you. He's Arnie Spanier. I'm Chris Plank. Picks coming up here shortly. Great, uh, I don't want to get too carried away here. Not great finish, but at least an interesting Sunday night football game with the Bears getting the win. By the way, I I hate that the Bears are good in a lot of ways because the Raiders traded him Khalil Mack. But if you really look at their schedule and what they've done, Arnie, maybe, maybe one of their losses – is one that you look at and say, yeah, they they lost that game. I mean, every – I mean, I say every game. It's only a handful of them. But in all of their losses so far this year, there's at least an asterisk or like a little caveat. They lost to the Packers on one of the most dynamic right. comebacks in maybe opening week history. I don't want to get too dramatic. But and in the Cleo Dolphin Mack, game was crazy. I mean, it took a, a, a <laughs> wild finish in order for the Dolphins to win that. And in all honesty, you know, their loss to the Patriots, the Patriots played like garbage. So you're looking at a 7-3 and three Bears team who at the very, I guess you could say best, we could be looking at, what, 9-1 and one right now? So solid job by Mitch Trubisky, but a good win here tonight. Now, I don't want to get too carried away with the Marnie because, like I said, I well, need that drop to stop to drag. Yeah. But, I mean, hey, hey, argue against it. Argue against it right now. No, with I can't. What you've seen I can't. So far. Yeah. I can't. I can't do it. They they're going to be going from worst to first. Obviously, with the Packers with the down year, and I don't know what happened to Minnesota. We didn't bring them up as a disappointment. What the heck happened there after after their success last year? I thought they were going to continue with that. They they fell on their faces, or at least I think they are. And a uh, very big disappointment there. And Detroit also a disappointment. You know, Brady was talking about it because what really kind of gave separation tonight for the Bears against the Vikings was a really, really bad throw by Kirk Cousins on a pick six. Yeah, I saw that one. I mean, I I understand. There's there's pressure that leads to interceptions, and you can have your struggles, but that was just a bad, bad throw by Kirk Cousins. And he was supposed to be the guy that saved the day, and it's just not happening right now. Meanwhile... Case Keenum was leading the Denver Broncos to a come-from-behind yeah. win. So a little salt in the wound of that, if you will. All right, a couple of tweets. I missed this earlier. Oh, they're ripping you, too. I love it. <laughs> well, a little bit longer than we thought, Eric. Uh, we got this earlier from Mike, and I meant to bring it up, and I swung and missed. But he said, who had the most devastating loss this weekend, guys? Was it Green Bay? Was it Carolina? Atlanta, Washington, Philly, Jacksonville, San Diego, Tennessee, Cincinnati, or Arizona – Seriously, basically every team that lost had a potentially costly loss. And he's right. I mean, Green Bay now, suddenly they're all in a panic. Carolina makes the ridiculous call to go for two. Washington loses their quarterback. Atlanta's done. Philly got absolutely demolished. Jacksonville had their heart ripped out on two penalties. He put San Diego down here, which I do all the time. Right. L.A., I mean, I mean, Tennessee got smoked by Atlanta. Cincinnati got beat by a rookie quarterback. And then Arizona, I mean, who loses to the Raiders? 
Bears anymore. Every team that you lay out in a loss outside of, well, I don't know, anybody, it was a devastating weekend to lose a game, especially for teams with playoff hopes. Well, Carolina's the team I was looking at. I, I thought that maybe they would have a chance to keep up with the Joneses, with the Saints. That's not happening, and now they have to worry about it, even if they're going to make the playoffs. Cam Newton's had a good year. So I'm not going to put it on him, but something's gone wrong with them, and and I'm not sure where to really point the finger at because they're still 6-4, and four and they're decent, but the last two weeks have been abysmal. Brian writes, Jim Harbaugh, 0-3 versus Ohio State, 1-2 in bowl games. A win silences everything, a loss, and maybe he'll head back to the NFL. Cowboys or Packers? I don't know. Was it, wasn't it Brady who had said earlier, maybe it was this offseason or maybe even as the season started, that he had heard some buzz. They were trying to work out a lifetime deal for Jim Harbaugh in Michigan. Or, and I know there's no such thing, but at least a, a financial package and a contract link that would make it really hard for him to leave. But Arnie, if they do lose to Ohio State and they fall short of not just the Big Ten championship game, but the four-team playoff, I mean, you don't think Jerry Jones would try to make a push for Jim Harbaugh why or Green keep, Bay? Why would you bring his name up when we're like 99.9% sure that Urban Meyer is probably the one that's not going to come back between the two? Uh, Because I think Jim Harbaugh is a guy the NFL would go after. I don't know if Urban Meyer is. I think I've changed my opinion on that. But you do, but you, you do believe that Urban's not going to come back at Ohio State, though. Uh, if they, I think if they make the fourteen playoff, I think if they slide in, I think he's going to be back. No, I, think, he, I think he'll he, be more well, powerful than ever. I you don't, don't think. He, I don't think he's going to make the fourteen playoff. I don't think he's going to be back either way, though. Um, I think if they make the playoff, I think he will. I think he's arrogant enough to be a guy that wants to stick around. Now, if they fall short, I think it's going to be real interesting to play out because that's a pretty marquee gig. I mean, think about it. You, that's a place that's got more money coming in than anyone else. They have a passionate fan base. Uh, you can win right away. They've got incredible talent, Arnie. They would probably be able to have their pick of the litter as far as up-and-coming coaches if they want to, right? Yeah, you know, you just have to figure out what is the best job available, what's going to give you the best success, and where are you going to go ahead and what type of coach you want. I think for Ohio State, I think that they want – Urban Meyer to stay around. I don't think I, I know that there's been this buzz. Oh, they really want to move away from it. And yeah, all this I, I, I completely disagree with you there. I think they you want do? him gone. Yeah, yeah. you re- you really think that they want him? Yeah. Why wouldn't they move on from the AD instead of the head coach? Oh, I, I think they also want him gone. Also, yeah. So who's they? I I think that the the football fan base, even though they really? like Urban, I think they're ready to say let's make a clean break and start with a whole new crew. Um, because what happened this year has just been horrible. And remember now, Ohio State has not looked good this year, even with some of their wins. So I do think the Ohio State fan base is ready to overturn everything. Yeah, it would be interesting to see if they don't make it, or even if they do make it, Arnie, what plays out. Hey, let's face it, heading into this season, and even in the first couple of weeks, there was no bigger story than the embarrassment created right. by the Zach Smith saga. You're right. absolutely right. Winning sometimes perfumes and masks everything bad, but I don't know if you can in this instance. And, and, you know, it's always real curious because, trust me, as a diehard college football fan, it's not always about what the fans say. It's about kind of what the big money people say. Exactly. You know, there was this, 
There was a story that came out about everyone's loving Mike Leach, but Washington State lost a ton of donations about some tweet that he had this offseason that ended up being a fake political tweet. So you never know what might be going on behind the scenes. And then I, I, I'll get to the hate here in just a bit. Let, let me read this one real quick. He writes, over under, guys, does Paul, on how many times Fox will show Alex Smith's injury while people are trying to enjoy their Thanksgiving dinner. Mm, that's a good bet. Is there offshore odds on that right now? I'm sure there'll be the disclaimer, too. Hey, just want to warn you guys, this is pretty graphic, but we're going to show it to you 800 different no, they, times. No, they're pretty good at not replaying that. You know what I'm saying? They, they're they pretty good at just kind of maybe showing the hit, panning away, and then showing him getting carted off. You think that's going to be it? I don't know, dude. Uh, they do like to give you that disclaimer and then act shocked whenever it plays out. I hope you're right because I can't. ESPN keeps showing it. They got Sports Center up here in the studios in Nashville. I just, Ugh. every time I look up, I see it over and over again. Uh, here's a pretty good one from Eddie who writes Chris Collinsworth was trying to compare the 2018 Bears to the 1985 Bears. Oh, slow down. Someone probably you would fire. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, he's, someone probably told him he was an idiot, and he walked it back just oh, a bit. Oh, thank goodness. We don't have the audio up in studio, so it's kind of it's kind of tough to get everything that takes place. But yeah, I mean, listen, I love me some Cleo Mack. I love Leonard Floyd. I think that it's awesome what Vic Fangio's doing. But slow. What what would what would your take? Slow your roll here. Slow down a little bit. Wake up. Annie M. Dorothy's calling. Yeah, or wake up, Dorothy Annie M. Like, what, you didn't compare him to the Killer Bees or you know any of those. <laughs> you don't. You don't want a, the Purple People Eater. The Jack Purple Tatum People. Out there yeah, there you safety go. or something. Come on, easy. And by the way, it is kind of impressive what they're doing that the Raiders handed them Khalil Mack. But then in this era of of up tempo, high powered offenses that we see excel. The Bears are kind of a throwback. They've had some big number I, games offensively, but they're shutting people I'm, down. I'm going to dread asking you this, but I'm going to ask anyway. What would the Raiders' record be if they had kept Khalil Mack? Dude, I had that guy a couple weeks ago. See, I, I hold grudges. There was that guy that was getting <laughs> mad at me because I was talking too much or getting I was yelling on your show. And he's like, Raiders, it wouldn't make that big of a difference. Only would have lost. No, it would have made a huge difference for Oakland, and here's why. Why, they'd because be three wins? Uh, I think the Raiders with Khalil Mack would actually have a winning record right you're now. You're fired. That's uh, you're that's fired. how dumb of a fan yeah. I. And here's yeah. why: because I think when they moved when they moved him and moved on from him, I think it was a gut punch to everyone. I think there's at least three games this year when a Khalil Mack strip sack that we've seen so many times would have been the closer and finished things. But the Raiders don't have a pass. So what do you rush. think they'd be six and four? No, no, no. If Khalil Mack wasn't traded right now. Oh, it'd be like nine and one. So I don't think there'd be. Any- <laughs> <laughs> All right. When we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, uh, buying and selling. We haven't got to that yet. More of your tweets coming up as well, too. So keep them coming at Fox Sports Radio at Plank Show at Stinking Genius One. But right now, Steve DeSager is in the house getting us caught up on everything taking place in sports. What's up, Steve? You know, these Bears do have a good defense, but those Bears, 1985, allowed 10 points or less in a majority of the games, including playoffs. For the whole season. Well, so, they had the fog one game, didn't they? To help let's them not out or go what? crazy. Yeah, exactly. Eagles. Yeah. And, uh, well, uh, the Rams, the NFC uh, championship game, the fog rolled in. Uh, Chicago did play tonight, and now they hit the road, and they have the first of the three Thanksgiving games. This Thursday, Chicago will be at Detroit. Tonight at home, Bears led 14 nothing at half and beat Minnesota 25-20. to Cody Parkey, 3-for-3 three three on field goals. In the loss, Vikings running backs, 13 carries, 17 yards, one fumble. 
The second game on Thursday on Fox TV, 4.30 Eastern Time, Dallas hosting Washington. Dallas won on a field goal on the final play, 22-19 at Atlanta. Atlanta has the game on Thanksgiving night at New Orleans Mm. this week. New Orleans won its ninth straight game. Drew Brees, four touchdown passes. They beat up Philadelphia 48-7. Drew Brees in his career has had games of at least four TD passes and zero interceptions 23 different times, including a couple this season. He has passed Tom Brady in that category. Oakland got a field goal final play to win at Arizona 23-21. Denver a field goal final play to win against the Chargers in L.A. 23-22. Andrew Luck with three more touchdown passes. The Colts led Tennessee 24-0 late first half. 38-10 the final. Marcus Mariota left with an elbow injury. Andrew Luck, this is seven straight games now. He's had at least three TD passes. He's tied Dan Marino on this list. Third such longest streak ahead. Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, who did it for 10 straight games. Baltimore and Houston with wins. Pittsburgh won its sixth in a row. 20-16 to 16 at Jacksonville. Lucky. The Steelers trailed 16-0 late in the third yep. quarter. Ben Roethlisberger had thrown three interceptions, and yet he gets the late one-yard TD. Jacksonville six straight losses, nine punts and 11 penalties today. <laughs> the Steelers' defense was six sacks. You know, the Steelers are undefeated on the road this season, 4-0-1. Wow. We can't underestimate how potentially huge this comeback win is. This could be the difference of the Steelers getting a first-round bye and not New England this year. Oh, you think? The- I only said that 100 times so far. Actually, you said it once at the very beginning wow. and not since. It's been two and a half hours. <laughs> I think people have gone home now. The Patriots are 7-3, and three, Steelers 7-2-1. and one. And there's another 7-3 and three team that, interestingly enough, had started 0-3. They've won seven straight, the Houston yep, Texans. Texans. They won at Washington 23-21. AP says the Texans, by doing this, starting 0-3 and, and then seven straight wins, that hadn't happened since the 1925 New York Giants in NFL history. Jeez. This year's Giants had a huge lead against Tampa Bay. About 10 minutes left, they were up 31-14. Giants do win 38-35 mm-hmm. against the Bucks as Ryan Fitzpatrick was benched after his third interception. Eli Manning finished 17 of 18 passing, 94% completion, one of the best completion rates for any game, minimum 15 pass attempts. Apparently Alex Smith had had a 95% completion game in 2012. In case you didn't uh, hear, the Redskins quarterback Smith broke two bones in his leg and had surgery. Redskins without him at Dallas in that Fox TV game on Thursday. Not only do they show that injury, now they're showing the Theismann injury all over again now. Yeah, also Redskins quarterback and to, what was it, 33 years to the day that that happened as well. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore. With True Price from True Car, now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Colorado fired coach Mike McIntyre. Kansas announced the hiring of Les Miles. Joey Logano won NASCAR's season championship. LeBron James 51 points as the Lakers won at Miami. And a college basketball score, number 11 Michigan State wins 101-33 to over Tennessee Tech. Back to you. Thanks, Steve. Uh, What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? Well, it means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. How how bad do you want a job when you say, yeah, keep your $5 million, I got another job? Yeah, and it's Kansas, too. Oh, my goodness. uh, Are you kidding me? Why why can't Les Miles get his money and still take a job? Why is it going to be, no, 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 we're all going to pay you if you don't work? What what is that? Is that the American way? 
Uh, I think that's just you know the agent way. They had they had it all. I mean, you're not you're telling me that you wouldn't like to be paid five million dollars to just go away to buy you out of your contract? Yeah, I sure give could me my be. five million and I'll go away and let me get another job. Well, that's not how it works, though. That's that's just not the way it's written up. I I understand what you're saying, but. Basically, whenever the the closet, we don't have to get into the semantics no, of this. No, yes, no, Arnie, I, I, I agree with you. Why right. can't they? Let's just make but this anyway, easy. Do you like? It, well, if Les Miles was coaching on Saturday, they would have beaten Oklahoma. So probably so. <laughs> uh, probably so. Hey, uh, we have a quick little non sports note. We have to get here yeah. real yeah. quick. Uh, are you a fan? Yes or no of five thirty eight dot com? It's a very statistically driven uh, don't website. Know. Yeah. Okay, it's a Nate Silver. He's a statistical guru, Isn't if the you guy will. That, uh, SI, Sports Illustrated? Maybe. Yeah. You, no, you're thinking of Mike Silver, Mike I think. Silver, anyway, my bad. Right. Th- he's, uh, he's a very unique bird, and I, and I bring that up because they have a new survey out, though the survey was from 2015. I don't know, these math guys, it, I guess it takes them forever. But, Arnie, it's of the most disproportionately common Thanksgiving side dishes by region. And for you in the Northeast, your top side dish for Thanksgiving is squash. Oh, my wife loves squash. I hate Does that. Does she? Okay. And then for, for Bobo and y- y'all on the West Coast, Eric, Steve, it's salad as your top side dish I hate for salad, too. Yeah. Uh, and I don't get this, but somehow we're not in the green bean casserole uh, belt here, which we should be in Oklahoma. I'll eat that. I'll eat green bean casserole. Oh, it's the best. It's Team GBC I don't like my mother-in-law's stuffing, but she likes... I had a whole fruit salad in that thing with apples and stuff. Like, what are you putting apples in the stuffing for? What's wrong with you? Uh, the South is cornbread. Now, I just want to make this real clear. I still have yet to be at a Thanksgiving meal where cornbread is served. And I've lived in Oklahoma for 20 years. So I don't know if there's something else going on out there. By the way, the Southeast was mac and cheese, and the Midwest was rolls and biscuits. Somehow, I don't even like turkey. No mash, but what? I don't even like turkey. I mean, at least for one day a year, you got to act like it, I'll eat it for like one it, right? day, but I'll just take like one piece. I just load up on the stuffing. That's I'll eat. I could eat stuffing every day of the year. Now oh, there you go. You fa- you found your in Arnie stuffing. No, it it seems anyway. We I'll make a I'll stuffing say, sandwich. I'll put stuffing in between two pieces of bread. More bread. That's you're carbon up, man. Yeah, Arnie, spend your carb loading to get ready. By the way, we'll save that for all y'all that have to work on Thanksgiving. Uh, so you can't talk about football, but you can have the polls online right now of your favorite side dish. A couple of other quick tweets that I want to get to before buy or sell. Um, This one is kind of interesting right now. Uh, Mike writes, the NFL is so different week to week. Last week, three and nine in my picks. This week, with all the other homeless people, I want thanks to the kiss of death, and I won. So in other words, he's with me. Week to week, this league changes so much, Arnie. I I will never understand how those who gamble on the NFL are those who – pick games for a living how do they do it because it's impossible to get a read i mean you were looking at next week's odds what you have the cowboys as against the uh, the redskins almost a double digit favorite uh the the saints were a double digit favorite over the falcons it's kind of incredible to see how the wave of momentum can go up and down in the nfl season from week to week even that with that being said though you, you would think that somebody that the best gamblers should be able to pick it better than 60%, True. though, and I think college is a lot easier, maybe because there's more games to choose from, but you would think like the best bettors would pick it a 70 to 75% clip. Uh, and then real quick, Eddie writes, prediction, the Rams will lose on Monday, and Goff will revert back to playing like his rookie QB version. Ooh. Reasons for this prediction, the stinking genius called them 
my Rams. Wow. Case closed. Did you refer to the Rams as your Rams? Yes, I haven't not heard today, that but I've done that before. Wow. How dare you do that? All yeah, right. I had to. Well, well, anyway, with that said, Arnie, buy or sell quickly here, and we'll wrap this up whenever we get back. Buy or sell that the Pittsburgh Steelers cemented their spot in the AFC Championship game with a win today. Oh, I'm buying that 100%. Uh, they'll play Kansas. Well, let, they'll play somebody. We don't know if it's Kansas City, but yeah, now that they'll get the number two seed and won't have to face the Patriots on the road in New England, now that New England doesn't get that first round by like they're so used to, uh, Tom Brady's going to struggle. Uh, he doesn't play well in the playoffs on the road. He plays great at home. So yeah, I'm buying that Pittsburgh's in the AFC championship. And then on the uh, other side of it, are you buying the Jaguars as the biggest disappointment in the AFC so far this year? Not not the biggest dis- well in the AFC. Yeah, the I, AFC. I guess I'm going to put them down in the AFC because after they beat the Patriots, I'm like, wow, oh. this team's really going to show that they're going to repeat to the AFC Championship. And and now look at them; they're just like a mere shadow of themselves, and they want to get rid of everybody. And Bortles got benched once, and they want to get rid of Ramsey. The whole thing's a mess now. An absolute disaster in Jacksonville. Hate to see it. Now, when we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio it. Studios, you're right. Uh, I want to see Jalen Ramsey. Hear that. Duval, that baloney. Well, you know what's going to happen is either they're going to get a quarterback and be really good next year, or they're going to go complete tank. And just if they trade Jalen Ramsey, I, I, I will not even be able to stomach that. Unless he goes to the Raiders, and it'll be a good move in my <laughs> book. Hey, w- when we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, I have two more buy-sells for Arnie and Arnie's picks. Yep. It's what you've all been waiting for, and it's next with Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio. Great news. Arnie's picks are coming up. Great news. Ben Maller is right around the corner. Even better news, there's a quick way you could save money. (laughs) Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. Thanks to Steve DeSager. Great job on updates tonight. Eric Roberts, awesome job producing the show. And as always, Bubba on the wheels of steel, playing the music that matters and keeps you going on a Sunday night. All right, real quick, Arnie, before we get to your picks, I have two more buyer sells because we got into so much tonight, we never really got to go in-depth because – Nobody in sports radio does this. Nobody. 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 Um, buying or selling Lamar Jackson, quarterback, Baltimore Ravens, the rest of the season. Oh, I'm buying that. No, not the rest of the season. They're going to go okay. ahead and and look. He got his start. They'll go back to Flacco when Flacco's able to go ahead and come back. It wasn't like uh, Lamar had a great game. He was good and he got the win, but overall. Um, he got a lot of gra- a lot of yards on the ground too, and that's one thing you have to look at. He well, it was over 100 yards, I believe. So um, he did a good job, but I think the job's still Flacco for the rest of the year. Yep, I would agree too. And let's keep in mind, Baltimore is right in the midst as uh, as rough, I guess, at times that this season has been. They're right in the midst of the playoff conversation. I right. mean, they they're five and five. They're currently in how many teams do we have five tied teams. for that spot? Yeah. A five-team five tie teams for at that five final and five and three teams at seven and three. Twenty-seven carries, one hundred and seventeen yards for Lamar Jackson today. And our final buy sell: the Dallas Cowboys are going to win the NFC East. Arnie, are you? I told buying you it? that last week, so I'm not selling it now. I'm only going to continue to buy, considering the Redskins lost. The Redskins lost their quarterback. The Cowboys came up with a, a big win on the road. Yeah, the Cowboys. 
will win that division. That's that's uh, a buy. There you have do it. You, do you not like me, Arnie? Do you just like wake up every day like, how can I make Bobo's life a mess? <laughs> yes, I do that also, but I still why? have to pick the Cowboys. But why? Uh... Can you not like... Don't no go somewhere else with that nonsense, please. <laughs> I you told you last me. week, and you see it's gonna happen. No, don't. Oh my god. Well, I'm hey, give sorry, me a little Bubba. music. Let me get to my picks, Plank. Get I gotta watch. The, I got here. three Let's in college. Go. I got three in the NFL. Let's get over to the Pac-12, where Washington State is a three and a half point favorite against Washington. And the way Washington State looked against my Arizona Wildcats, you better believe they're going to save some of that offense for the Huskies. I love the Cougars minus three and a half at home. Small line to lay, though you got to give up that hook. I'll do it. Ohio State, a four-point underdog at home to Michigan. Now, What's the bigger question? Michigan a little iffy as they were against Indiana or Ohio State more iffy like they were against Maryland? I'm going to go with the Ohio State offense and say they're going to be good enough to beat Michigan and you're going to give me four points to boot. So give me the Buckeyes plus the four. I'm all over Notre Dame laying 10 against USC. Matter of fact, I would have laid 14. I'm shocked that this line's only 10 Notre Dame, the much better team, as you saw with the game against Syracuse on Saturday. USC has just fallen apart. It's been miserable. Give me the Irish, minus the 10. Let's get over to the NFL. Too many points, Chris. The Washington Redskins getting eight, even with Colt McCoy, who you mentioned did a pretty decent job today. I'm taking the eight. That's way too many. Because if this was just in, you know, a regular game and Washington lose their quarterback, you'd only get about three. So give me the Redskins and the eight. Matter of fact, I'm taking all the points I can. Give me the Jets plus the eight and a half against the New England Patriots, and I'm taking the Falcons plus 13 against the Saints. So there you have my picks. Do with them as you please. But remember, they're strictly for entertainment purposes only. Oh, I like I like you taking the underdogs, Arnie. Yeah. I went with all three, as many points as I can get. Wow, that's kind of uh, it's kind of. I still am a little bit shocked by that line in the Atlanta New Orleans game. That still has taken me back just a bit. I mean, I'm not trying to tell you Atlanta's good, right? But I mean, a double digit favorite for New Orleans, pretty impressive stuff, man. Hey, was was 14 dropped down to 13. Who's who's slowing down New Orleans? I know that we've gone ahead and, and pushed Pittsburgh into the Super Bowl in the AFC, but can you imagine the final score of a Los Angeles Rams New Orleans Saints NFC oh, Championship game oh right now? Oh my goodness! Holy smokes! Be like an arena you know, football game. You know, it's going to be real curious to see if the Bears can continue on this path. What that defense might be able to do against a team like Los Angeles, or if they square off against the New Orleans Saints, will they be able to get some pressure on Breeze or Goff? Wow, I'm really looking ahead, aren't I? I'm already on to the a- NFC. All right, we've seen hey, have a great Arnie. Let's play the NFC friend. championship game. Yes, you two. Any big plans with the family for Thanksgiving, Arnie? Yay, um, nay? We got everybody coming up to Vermont, so we're just having a whole bunch of family up here. That's all we're doing. I am going to Washington, D.C. to celebrate the Thanksgiving holiday in our nation's capital. Then I'm up to Morgantown to watch the Sooners continue to shut you up, Arnie. Have a great holiday weekend. Enjoy the family, my man. It should be a blast. You too. You too. Stick around. Big Ben Maller is coming up next. For Bobo, Eric, Steve, Arnie, I'm Plank. We'll see you next week on Fox. 
As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, Whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club.